Stand by Welcome and back to boom. the strange situation. That's right. Make Lifestyle sure you guys subscribe to the channel, loaded. thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We are live. I hope you got your big girl panties on. Because we are live right now. It's <laughs> Thursday. My throat is still killing me. I don't know. I'm going to have to, like, uh, amputate my throat. I don't know what I'm going to do, man. Get a throat uh. transplant or something to get better here. But we are live. This is episode 476 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. The title is It's Elfster's Rifles and Reloading. He's back. And we have Ray of X-Ring on YouTube joining the man us. man himself. Yeah, there he goes. He's in the middle. He's playing Ray in the middle today. Ray in the middle. That's right. Uh, out of the three-way split that we have going on here. You guys are out there. We're here. As you guys are coming in, please smash your thumbs ups. Of course, this show is brought to you by Franklin Armory. Shout out to those guys. And by the way, I have some really nice Franklin Armory. I have two of these Franklin Armory hats I'm going to give away. Uh, we're gonna, we'll talk about the giveaway and everything like that here in a second. Here's some so, jazz hands for you, buddy. Oh, oh boy. Hold on a second. There we go. <laughs> go ahead. Do it again. Now It's all you. It's all you now, Elster. There we go. All right. Look at that. Is that a fully uh, Is that a fully PSA jazz hands right there? or That, that like a would mixture? be a fully PSA uh, AKV with an AKP and right. Redwood oh. your buddy. Lots of sexiness going on right there, man. Appreciating it. Lots of sexiness. No uh, <laughs> Anything for you, buddy. Yeah. So obviously, Elster's rifles and reloading. He's here. Todd is here, and then we've got Ray. And Ray, you are X-ring on YouTube. X dash ring or no? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, X dash ring. Okay. Yeah. Actually, let me. Um, yeah. Let me see. I think I have your YouTube pulled up, so I should be able to throw it up there. I'm gonna ask everyone to go check out X-ring. On YouTube, go over there and subscribe. That's the YouTube channel right there. It's just X-Ring on YouTube. Pretty, uh, you know, that's a pretty cool name, man. Where where does it uh, come from? Is it just like a scope aiming type thing? or? Uh, actually, um, you know, I grew up doing a lot of high-power rifle competition, and what it always came down to was the X-Ring count, how many rounds you actually had in the X-Ring if, you know, depending on the, the score you shot. And so when these guys kind of go to me into starting a channel and I was thinking mm -hmm. of a name, it was like, I ah, X-Ring, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, who goaded you into starting the channel? <laughs> uh, Rick with Is Your Six Covered. He has oh, a okay. channel. <laughs> all right. And I was like, what are you doing with that camera all the time? And he's like, <laughs> YouTube channel. And uh -huh. so I was, I was completely oblivious to YouTube. And when he mentioned it, I mean, it was probably a year or so. Uh, I found out what it was all about, and then I got to meet a lot of his friends and started the channel up. What part of the country are you in? I am in North Carolina. North Carolina, okay. In the mountains of North Carolina. The mountains, the mountains of North Carolina. Okay, and uh, Cotter Boy says y'all in trouble now, by the way, so Cotter Boy is joining uh, us. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might be. We might be. I don't know if he's going to go off. He might He might decide to go off on us somewhere here. <laughs> he but, should jump uh, not, not that I'm not even going to complain. I'm not even going to complain. <laughs> Yeah, he's welcome to. Um, let's see. So I'm, I, there's uh, looks like there's lots of folks out there that are, um, you know, shouting you out from what I can see here. I don't know if you could see the. Uh... Yeah, Hank, usually on the X ring, it's usually right. for like F class. You know, it's usually how they break ties and stuff. You know, you're usually shooting oh, okay. at a target. You got an X yeah. ring in the middle. So yeah, um, this, this, I've this never... man is a serious, 
serious operator and it's a real pleasure to have him along i mean he he's the real deal man i mean mm-hmm. there's a lot of gun tubers out there that say you know they, mm-hmm. they're experts when it comes to firearms and ballistics and reloading mm-hmm. uh but you know i love watching this man's channel and there's a reason why i wanted to get him on here because he's a true operator i mean the, the guy between doing three gun, what what else do you do there, Ray? You pro am, DMR matches, long range matches, you name it. You do it pretty much. You do it all. Yeah, I try to stay pretty busy with it. Uh, I wouldn't, and, and you're being too kind. I wouldn't call myself an operator or anything like that. I did do it mm. for work for a while. Um, I've never really talked about on the channel my background history or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've always liked competing, and it was just a way to get more proficient with firearms. And yeah, everything from three gun to, you know, I started off with USPSA, got into long range rifle and yeah, I just try to do pretty much every facet I can find for the most part. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think we actually met each other before you were reminding me, but since yeah. like, you know, I guess the brain cells, you know, they don't work that great. <laughs> it was a busy week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we, so we met at last NRA show. That is correct. Okay, and I think we met through Cody from. Uh, from it was uh, Corey Campbell. Co- Corey Campbell. Corey Campbell, right? Oh, that make. Is it the guy? That's that right. There you go. There you, you just That's gave just, some. Those weren't the knives you gave away, were they? Uh, I did give out some knives, what? but I gave out SOCOM Elites. Oh. Uh, I think I was, it was my fifteen thousand subscriber giveaway, and it was something similar to this one. This is a SOCOM Elite that I've carried for nineteen years. Oh, cool! Very cool. Yeah. Oh, that's an awesome giveaway. Okay, congratulations to whoever got that. Yeah. Um, I, I tried to win it, but I guess apparently Ray doesn't like me or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> First thing you have to do is disqualify people you know, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. <we're> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, go ahead. By the way, shout out to Is, is Your Six Covered. He's also in the chat, so shout out to him. If you guys could go follow him as well, make sure you follow Elfster's Rifles and Reloading. You better be following Cotterboy, I'm assuming. Man, you should just tell uh, Cotterboy32 to jump in on this chat with us. Uh, I think he's dri- I think uh, I think he says he's, he's driving, driving here. I don't know. He's yeah. actually driving. Yeah, uh, I spoke to him earlier. Yeah. Uh, I no a, lot of, a lot of the channel success, I have to. I, I do have to give a lot of uh, credit to uh, John or KB32 because he really helped me in the beginning, getting everything started and all that. So mm-hmm. uh, I speak to him pretty much daily. Yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. He, you know what? He's been here. He's been on the show before. You know, but, yeah, a couple times. You know, yeah, you see, but I noticed, you know, now his rant videos are all big time and blown up. You know, it's like <laughs> we got to talk to his people's people. You know, that kind of Hollywood type situation. Uh, Antonia yeah. Okafor also in the chat. Shout out to her. She was here last night. We had a great show last night. So uh, I guess we didn't misbehave ourselves too much. Because she's joining us uh, in the chat, so shout out to her. She's uh, she's newly um, the director of outreach. I'm probably going to mess this up completely for GOA, by the way. So yeah, that was a good show last night. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, she's rocking and rolling with GOA right now. So okay, so um, so the thing with X Ring or Ray, I don't know which. What would you prefer that we call you here? Ray's good. X Ring okay. either way. Yeah. So the thing, the thing with you is, is that, um, you know, you're like a competition shooter, right? So that's the big thing, competition shooter. Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, so I'll 
you know, I'll go ahead and share some information that a lot of people that watch the channel don't know and mm -hmm. have, I've never shared. Uh, I, get, I was in law enforcement for quite a while, and I initially got into three gun as a way to get better with a patrol shotgun, patrol rifle, mm -hmm. and a pistol. Great idea, um, I think. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. And uh, I showed up with literally patrol gear. Uh, very first match, and I'm like, I'm looking, and I was in awe at all of these specialized weapons that everybody had. Yeah. You know, I was like, man, you'd never carry that thing on duty, you know? And, <laughs> and I bet you there were a lot of guys. I know when I see those matches, there's some guys that come fully kitted out. It's pretty yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah. And it was just one of those things. I was like, if I want to be successful at this, then I'm probably going to need to change up what I'm doing if I want to be competitive with it. And so, yeah, I started looking at different rifles instead of something more like an M4, something that was full free floated, you know, had match triggers and everything mm -hmm. else. And that's how it kind of all started. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that that's how three guns started anyway. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've, I've done a lot of instruction. Um, you know, unfortunately last year, or fortunately for me last year, they had the three gun nation nationals and I won the factory division. I was national champion for that. Oh, nice. It took years to get to that level. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a learning process along the way. So when I did the channel, it was a way to share information. If everybody watches the channel, they know I'm always trying to give advice. It, it's not trying to be a know-it-all about something. It's just keeping people from making the mistakes that I've made. Mm -hmm. You know, buying this or buying that and realizing it's not the right way. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. You know what? I've found that, and, and I don't know, Elsa, you can feel free to chime in here on this, but um, I found that a lot of people looking at YouTube, they want different opinions. So they want yeah. to know what I think versus what you think, Ray, or what Elster thinks, what Cowboy thinks, Antonio. Oh, yeah. Like anyone who's doing this, they want to know what Mac thinks. And then I think overall, in general, the the, the folks out there are basically like collecting all this information, letting yeah. it go into the brain, and yeah. then like it filters out to there like what sticks with them from you or this person or that person. And well, I think you know, I think you know, everyone's somewhat of a master of their own domain, their own channel, you know. I, mm -hmm. For me, I particularly specialize in reloading, and, um, you know, I, I get a, a lot into my AKs and ARs, and I do some, you know, long-distance shooting, but, you know, I live in northern woods of Wisconsin, you know. You really can't shoot over a 1,000 yards unless you're friends with some type of farmer or something or you know, usually around here, it's three, four, maybe 600 yards tops. I mean, we got a 600 yard range in town here, um, but mm -hmm. that's about it. You know, it's not like right, conveniently drive out to the desert and shoot one mile. So, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I, you're right though. I mean, it's, and that's why I enjoy Ray's channel. And that's kind of why I enjoy Wanted to invite him on this show mm -hmm. tonight because mm -hmm. I think we have a lot in common and we can definitely learn from each other. And mm -hmm. I think, with me, we want to spread knowledge to the next generation because that's really going to be the key when it comes to protecting our rights. And it's, you know, I can try and tell somebody what is minute of angle or how to adjust your scope for taking a shot at 600 yards to someone that's 50 years old. But what it really boils down to it, I really want to pass that knowledge on to the next generation because. Mm -hmm. God knows our schools are already brainwashing our children as it is, and they're mm -hmm. brainwashing with the wrong input. And I want to put the right input in, and that is protecting our Second Amendment. And yeah. I'm sure Ray can agree with me this with this here, and that's 
I learned a lot of things from him, and I'm sure if he was to watch uh, some of my content, he probably learned a few things from me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it goes both ways. So Yeah, I think that's what I've, happens I've, with everyone. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah, I've watched some of your videos, Todd. So <laughs> it's not that I haven't been on there. Uh, you know, I was really impressed with the one where you did the uh, RPR with the, uh, I think I had a Krieger barrel on it. And yep. you were the, the, the groups at 500. Or six hundred yards. Six hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I have it. I have yep. it right here. Uh oh. Impressive groups. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're showing off the fact, guns already. Here we go. He was. He was a hundred percent ready for this one. Yeah, I don't screw around. <laughs> 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 no, I believe this was one of the uh, the first Ruger precision rifles uh, uh -huh. with a direct thread barrel, and yep. uh, this was actually done at Krieger. I was a uh, the friend of the gunsmith at Krieger, and I. The, they Krieger couldn't get their hands on the RPR, and I was one of the first guys to get get the RPR. And um, they're yeah. like, "Man, we're dying to get our hands on that to get a profile for that barrel." And he actually stopped by my house, picked it up, and they took it to Krieger. And they, uh, he, he says, "I can't confirm this, but I'm pretty sure you're the first one to have a direct thread Ruger precision rifle, yeah. uh, which is mm -hmm. pretty rare. And it's, it's it's definitely my most accurate firearm in my collection by far." Hmm. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Krieger barrels. Uh, I ran those on all of my Lancer rifles, uh, the Outlaw series when they had the, the Outlaw rifle itself. Uh, those had Kriegers, and they switched over to Bartland for some reason. But all of my Krieger shot light at, lights out. Yeah, I see you just got what a TAC three with a proof research barrel on it, right? With your latest video, it was, uh, it was a proof research with a TAC three. It's in six five PRC. Uh, I wanted to take it out to the range today. That's where I was at with Israel Six Cover. And like I said, we were rushing to get back here in time to make the podcast. But uh, mm -hmm. is he? he was, oh, he's in the room with you. We, he can. Is he allowed to show his face? Uh, yeah, he can. Is show it going to scare face. anyone? I don't want to like you know scare the he people on the internet. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the group that I shot with oh. that uh, five PRC. Uh, out of that proof, but that took about four months to build. The guys over at Proof hooked us up on it. Wow! Um, they they were like, "Look, you need a big horn action, and you know, go ahead and get you another barrel." And it's actually just been sitting. And I said, "Well, it's time to build that out." So we just put a uh, I put the Night Force the seven to thirty five. I'm a huge fan of that optic. Uh, I love Night Force optics. Uh, there's one on the AI right there, and these all have the Trimmer three reticles. And I was impressed. You know, they guarantee half MOA with that rifle from the factory. And that group measured 0.16. And I was actually a little generous on the measuring. It was probably closer to 0.15. What distance? That was a 6.5 PRC, right? That's PRC. Yeah. So that's like Cre uh, 6.5 Cremor and steroids, right? That's mm. exactly what I said. Uh, basically, yeah. you're just pushing that 147 grain bullet. You know, you can go with different weights, but you're basically pushing that 147 grain you know, if you're hand loading it, you can get close to 3,100 feet per second. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's really pushing it out there. But um, sounds like a, is it a barrel burner? Not a barrel burner per se. They say you can get you know two to 2,500, but you're going to notice some degradation uh, sooner than that. And so, just went ahead and ordered a second barrel for it. And hmm. with the Bighorn actions, I don't know if you know this, but proof because Bighorn keeps such tight tolerances on their receivers. They can go ahead and have them ready to go, and you just have to spin in a new barrel. That's it. Like hmm. Our headspace, all that's good. What? Um, just out of curiosity, that that target that you threw up, and feel free to throw it up again. What distance was that 
that was just when I had, what I basically did was showed the process of me mounting the scope, taking it out to the range, how I kind of got it on there, mm-hmm. uh, got it on paper. But this was only 100 yards. I haven't had a okay. chance to take it out to long, long range. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that was it. And I did that with cameras on and everything else. And mm-hmm. that's it. I mean, okay. I'm with it yeah. i don't know if there's a need for it but i just wanted to try it yeah well you know you're officially a youtuber man because now that you're a youtuber you're not allowed to pull any triggers unless cameras are rolling i don't know if anyone <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone read you in on that but that's yeah, how it no, works that's pretty much what they told me now Who's in the house unless you want your video instantly demonetized yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Now, they've been hitting me pretty hard on that. My mm-hmm. last five videos, even the one that I did for Borka with Borka Tools, mm-hmm. they killed that one. And it's like, it's a tool set. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is a question that Hooten in the house uh, asked, and he said, Schmidt and Bender, greater than night force, changed my mind. Uh, <laughs> He's starting trouble. I'm not trouble. Sure to change your mind, but I will tell you, I ordered two of the best SMBs out, the, the U.S. SOCOM Schmidt and Benders, mm-hmm. and we had to actually send them back because we had tracking issues. It was confirmed by them. I'm not – look, I love Schmidt and Bender. I've shot their optics for a long mm-hmm. time, but this Night Force has never – none of my Night Forces have ever failed me with the exception of Digiloom one time. Uh, you know, when they went away from the pull mobs and went to the Digiloom, and it wasn't a failure, it still worked. I just couldn't turn it off. So it would eat up batteries a little quicker. Uh, but yeah, I had a lot of issues with the Schmidt and Bender, and these were considerably more price wise, $1,200 more than the Night Force. So I'm kind of a die, uh, diehard Night Force guy now. What so, kind of mounts are you rocking on there? Where yeah, go ahead. Um, okay, so this unit and almost every unit I have has a spur on it now. Now, I love the spur mounts, number one, because they're robust to a point, but also I can mount a lot of other things on here where I'm not hanging a ton of stuff off everywhere else. Like Uh, your Raptor and stuff? Yeah, correct. Okay, so with the spur, if I want to put a Raptor on here, they actually have a little perch. There's, I think, two different sizes, and I can put the Raptor on here. Now, the Raptor is made by Wilcox. And some of you guys are going to say, well, what, what the heck? What right? is, yeah, well, first of all, I'm going to say, what the hell is the Raptor? I'm not even <laughs> okay, going to so try to front like I know what you're talking about there. Business for a while. They used to make mm-hmm. the uh, laser aiming module for the, um, the it was the HK, um, the Mark 23. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that thing was kind of hit or miss. But Wilcox has been in the business for a while. They make a lot of aiming devices like that, if you will. Okay. I went to a match and uh, some third group guys and some other high speed guys were there. And I'm like, oh, come on, dude, you got a Wilcox. And the Wilcox <laughs> is basically. And hey, one, by the way, these are these things are like, what, four grand? Six grand. This six grand. Yeah, six grand. They're military grade. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. They're actually in use by military by the best of the best. Um, okay. You know, well, so th- this was them. this was the question I was going to ask you guys since we're on this, right? Because I'm kind of like a cheapo optics kind of guy, and since Hooten in the house brought it up, and then you're you know you're bringing it up right now. What what do you feel about that? Are you guys only like the high end stuff when it comes to optics? Or have you seen, you know, optics from some of the, you know, more value-oriented people that you think are good? Or, you know, where do you come down on that? Um, all Uh-oh. right. So, <laughs> no, listen, don't I, mince words. Go ahead. Hit us with it. This, that's, right. what, that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah, no, and, I, and I'm good. I'm not, I'm not going to. 
Just spill the beans there, Ray. Come on. Nice. Um, I really do feel like you get what you pay for. However, I have tested some other optics that are more economical that seem to do the job well for the price point. I'm not saying you have to spend $4,000 on an optic to get a good quality product. And, you know, I hate to throw this out here. I know John's listening right now. But he did put me in touch with the guys at Primary Arms, and I had a chance to test some of their Platinum Series scopes. I had no issues. I was shooting those things out at, I think it was, we were shooting at a mile or 1,700 or even 2,000 mile, or two thousand yards out in Vegas, mm-hmm. and they tracked well, they worked well, but I don't know a whole lot about their lower end. You know, I had some of their lower end stuff sent to me. I did review those on the channel, not really knowing what to expect, and they did okay for what they were. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there are some things that I did notice. Um, do you, yeah, do you mind handing me that one? I do. If you don't mind, sir. Uh, let's see here. I'm not, there's another one over here. Um, anyway, I had one of the primary arms, and one of the things that I noticed about it is when I moved the back here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is the ACSS. Okay. Primary arms, mm-hmm. I-5-6, and basically it's a 1-6 to six power. And honestly, for the money, it seemed to work pretty well. Mm-hmm. But when you start moving this piece back here, the whole reticle moves. It actually shifts up and down. So for somebody like me, when I see that, and, and I'm not going to make any bones about it. I mean, I had a uh, loophole. It was the Mark 8 series, a very, very expensive scope, and it did the exact same thing and had to go to mm. loophole. time you change the zoom ring, you could see the reticle shift about a mil off. So it's not – so no reticle is supposed to function like that, right? Uh, well, I'm taking it – it depends. Okay. It depends on where it's at and how it's located. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure Elfster will know this. Uh, but when you get into scope and internals and how they're built, where it's where the, the glass is etched or not or if it's got a wire reticle in it, all of that matters. Mm-hmm. If some, you know, a lower end scope, and I hate to say lower end, but you get like an SWFA, there are guys that are killing targets with those things, no issues, no problems, and you're not having to spend, you know, $4,000 on an optic. It's what's comfortable and fits your budget, but works well and can do it repeatably. That's okay. ultimately what it comes down to. Okay, so because I, I I think this is a good subject to have the conversation with. We got a bunch of people who are coming in. If you're shocked, I see some people are shocked that, you know, that we've got X-Ring in here. So, you know, this is a good thing, so in a good way, in a good way. So how low, Ray, how low do you think, this is my question, how low do you think is too low? I'm, gonna, I'm just, that's just a, the first part of my question. I'm going to let you answer that one. Okay, realistically, um, and I might take some people off, I don't know, but I have shot and had a chance to use a lot of the Vortex scopes that are not in the Razor HD line or anything like that, that mm-hmm. work well, they track well, they have an unbelievable warranty. That's kind of like my bottom line. Um, and so if I'm looking at primary arms, maybe not the entry level, maybe, you know, the gold is supposedly pretty good, mm-hmm. but I know that platinum solid. I had mm-hmm. no issues with those platinum scopes, but once again, you're getting into the thousands of dollars now mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. The platinum series. So if I'm going to say what's too low, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a good quality optic for precision rifle shooting for less than five, six hundred dollars. Oh. Wouldn't you agree, Todd? Maybe. Yeah, Todd, yeah, you, you want to chime the, in on that? 
the thing is, is with scopes nowadays, especially, you know, with new technologies and the fact that they can etch reticles with lasers now, you know, not, not even what, three, four years ago to get an FFP or what's also known as a front focal plane or first focal plane scope. Uh, it was pretty rare to see anything in the FFP world under fifteen, twelve hundred dollars. Exactly. You know, and with new technologies coming out and being able to uh, etch those reticles on the front uh, cell of the erector tube, yep. it is it, considerably dropped. I mean, to, to get an FFP scope nowadays, you can easily get one. For matter of fact, I got one behind me that uh, Nikon sent me. Um, this is their FX 1000 series, and this is uh, the uh, PSA 6.5 Grendel uh, next series that I'm about to debut here. I have yet to do. Uh, there you go. I, this is the next rifle series. <laughs> so, um, uh, exclusive. Exclusive. This, yeah. Uh -huh. They sent this to me. Uh, Nikon did the FX 1000. You know, I see this all the time on EuroOptic. Uh, no joke for 599, and I'm, I'm sure that has something to do with the fact that Nikon is getting out of the uh, scope business, which is kind of a crying shame, in my opinion. Oh wait, but, they are. Yeah, Nikon, they're getting out of the rifle oh. scope business. Interesting. And okay. um, but you know, you can get this from EuroOptic right now for 599 dollars for a six to 24 uh, magnification FFP illuminated. You know, and that was unheard of, you know, two, three years ago. And, um, you know, when it comes to scopes and how expensive they are back mm -hmm. in the day, it, it was very complicated to get that reticle on the front lens. And for them to do that nowadays, it's very easy. And that's why it's come down considerably in price. Yeah. But, okay. you know, just because you get a big, massive scope and it's got a huge 35 millimeter tube, that doesn't mean that the erector cell in it isn't dinky and doesn't allow as much light through. And, it, you know, that's something you got to really pay attention to. And like Ray was mentioning with things like night force, you know, you really don't have to worry about those things, you know, but I just got done with a series um, on how to use scopes in regards to minute of angle mills, uh, what is it, how to, how to use it, um, and what's second focal plane, first focal plane. And I kind of boiled down that into purpose. It really does come down to purpose. And it just depends on what you're doing. Like Ray, like I said, the guy's three-gun, pro-am, DMR matches, you name it. He needs those optics. You know, for, for, for a guy like me, I'm more of a weekend warrior type of guy. And uh, I just like to have fun and, and and spread my knowledge. And I personally don't mind Vortex scopes. You know, okay. they come with lifetime warranty. If I have an issue, I send them back. So, so this is the thing I was, because I was, I was, I was kind of going in a direction with this. Um, so you're saying like those uh, $20 uh, scopes that come in from no. <laughs> from like Amazon. No, <laughs> are those immediately no go? <laughs> okay, I can't even I can't yeah. even ask you that with a straight no, face. No, Hank, seriously, okay. I still rock the old PST Gen One Vortex yeah microscopes, right, and they right. work great. They but listen, fine. there's some people. Okay, even Richard Hughes, and he's joking around a little bit too. I think like me, I don't know, we could be wrong, but he says he won't pay over a hundred bucks for an optic. <laughs> but you know there is this there is this like huge scale now with optics right 
And I remember when I started doing this, uh, I don't know, six years ago, everyone told me, I see some people saying this in the chat, if you buy a rifle, your scope, I've heard everything from has to be at least like half the price of that rifle or twice, like, or, or the price of it or twice the price of it. So there was like always was that thing. saying, Hank, mm-hmm. the prices of scopes have considerably dropped just even in the last year. Mm-hmm. And to get a front focal plane scope with a 6 to 24 or 5 to 25 magnification, you can easily get those now for six $700. And mm-hmm. for your average person, they're definitely going to fill the bill. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just I, w- I was just trying to say cuz I mean, I remember okay, when I first started doing this, right? I would look at nothing fancy. I do not ever remember nothing fancy having a $20 scope on his channel. I'm not saying there's <laughs> anything wrong with anyone doing it, but I notice now all of a sudden with everyone making scopes, a lot of scopes being made over in China and stuff like that, we're getting some knockoffs or things or maybe that some stuff is being made in the same exact factory. And Hate then the they're, of Hank, but most scopes are made in China. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. And every now and then, I don't even know how they get my info or whatever happens. Somebody sends me some really cheap scope. And I am not like as, uh, I don't really feel like I have as much experience as you guys, so I don't even get into that. You know what I mean? Um, So I'm just curious to know. I want to start at the bottom. (laughs) I want to start at the bottom here with you guys. What do you really think is like, like just give me a scope that's out there for people who are out there right now that you're like, hey, this is a good value scope. It, It costs around this amount of money. It has this, these features, and I think this is where you need to go. Um... Because I'm assuming you guys are saying like those twenty dollars scopes that we see. Well, like are right no-dos. now, I have uh, some links on my Facebook channel, Elsa's mm-hmm. Rifles and Reloading, uh, for Euro Optic. You can mm-hmm. easily get the Gen Two Vortex uh, Vipers five to twenty-five. I'll pretty much do whatever you want, and I think, and, you know, my opinion for the average person, that's that's going to be fine. But like I said before, it is all about purpose and what you're doing. It really is. Yeah. And you know. Okay. What do you say to that, Ray? I noticed okay. you shaking your head there when I was trying to yeah, bait I was, you. I was, I was in agreement on some of the stuff, not in agreement on the $20 scopes. I was agreeing with you that that's not going to cut it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's one commenter on here, Razor JB, and, and that dude's he's legit, and mm-hmm. he's been commenting quite a bit. And he's, you know, I know he doesn't like the Vortex scopes unless it's like the Razor HD. But I've had a lot of personal experience with somebody that I used to do a lot of shooting with, and he had the Vortex, the, the, um, the Gen 2 PST. That scope never failed and he had Mm -hmm. multiples of these on all of his rifles and i think that's a good optic uh someone mentioned burris burris made some good stuff uh they make some good stuff i used to shoot one of their one to sixes back in the day Mm -hmm. um it went bad on me they replaced it you know you can't beat that vortex warranty for anything uh i personally have not had any uh, vortexes go out on me i had one that i damaged uh through my use uh, in an event and there was no questions asked. They replaced mm-hmm. it. I had it within like a week and a half, and it was one of the Razor HD Gen, you know, the four and a half to twenty-seven. So it wasn't like it was an inexpensive scope, but they had us doing some rollover prone in the sand, and the muzzle blast from the shot actually etched the front objective, the lens. Completely mm-hmm. my fault. No argument. Boom. I had a new one out, and like I said, it was less than two weeks. Okay. So to answer your question, I think the Vortex is a good line to consider. Uh, I believe what I've been reading, I have no personal experience with the gold line of the primary arms, but I know that there's some guys like Tybersaurus Rex and those guys, they're like, hey, some of of the primary arms is good stuff. 
Um, and you're right, a lot of the stuff is coming from the same factories in the Philippines, also in Japan and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it really depends, like you said, on what you're doing with it. So Razor JB's commenting, yeah, and just because it's built in the same facility doesn't mean they're not they're the same. And he's exactly right. The QC yeah, true. is 100%. But when I was doing this for a living and doing it for work, and if let's say you are doing you're watching someone and you're looking through a high quality let's say you know back in the day i mean when i first started this there were the loophole the ultras the mark fours night force wasn't even around yet and that was the pinnacle of it pretty much you had the schmitten benders but you're getting to the european stuff um yeah loophole when i started i mean i didn't really get start getting into this too long i was like six seven years ago loophole was like the king of everything (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and they make yeah. a great product. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you start staring through an optic and you're doing surveillance or something like that, you will notice a difference in the glass. When you're looking through a rifle for eight, ten hours at yeah. a target mm-hmm. um, or an objective or something like that that you're looking over, you'll get a headache with cheaper glass. Mm. You know, it's like the, the glass clarity, mm. you might not pick it up if you're just – you know, shooting that target at a hundred, shooting. Yeah, at if you're like a casual you know, user and yeah. all that, and you don't put a lot of period of time. Yeah. Right, yeah, but when you're sense. living out of that glass, and and I, I seriously mean this, I've had about all of them. I mean, everything from tangent thetas, which a lot of people have never even heard of that scope. It's super expensive. To the Hensholtz, to the um, I tried. Do you remember uh, Premier Reticle used to do all the upfits for loopholes? Well, they tried to start their own scope line, and I was one of the first ones to buy one. I think it was the Premier Heritage. And their zeroing, their cam system was horrible on that thing. Mm. I, I used that for work for probably four months, got rid of hmm. uh, That's where you're going to notice the difference. Um, if somebody's just doing holds and they're not dialing all the time, maybe they don't need, you know, you could buy a lower end. Let, let's say you bought a mid-grade primary arms that had, let's say, their R-grid or their, you know, Athena reticle, and you're just holding. Well, if it's not moving and you're not moving, you're just holding it. It'll do the job fine. It yeah. just also, if you're not shooting that far, iron sights could be good. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's all, pur- all about purpose. Yeah. Yep. Well zoned, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I've seen guys like shooting. I remember I did a, a, a training thing with uh, Reed Hendricks, and there was a dude out there <clears throat> with an AK and iron sights. <laughs> and uh, I think we were going up to like 300 yards, man. He was fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so depends on how big your target is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody said thirty dollar BSA Walmart special on my ten. Yeah. That would be Rick here with is your six covered? Oh, I mean, yeah. look, he, he well, is it, it twenty two? I think that's fine on a twenty two. Come on now. Oh no no no! He was <laughs> he had an eleven hundred dollar. What was the name of that thing? It was a Tactical Solutions ten twenty two. Oh. This thing was fully kitted out. It was out. called the X-ring model, and he <laughs> had a PSA scope on it, and the thing was all over the place. And I was like, "Dude, you got to get those crappy optics." Once he did that, he was fine. But yeah. he learned the whole way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, as an as a weekend warrior, at least for myself, you know, I I try to get Vortex because everyone knows that it's got that transferable, no question asked warranty, and it, it's easier to sell, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and I if I if I'm sick of the scope, I know I can upgrade to the next generation, and I'm not gonna have as much issue selling that as something that doesn't have a lifetime transferable warranty. Yeah, yeah. So. you know, and some other guys are commenting about Swarovski, which Swarovski and Collis, they're all together now. They make great optics. I shot a Swarovski one to six and a one to eight for years and three gun. One of the best, probably three gun optics ever, ever. I think 
the most popular one is probably going to be the Razer the HD, the uh, one to six. That's probably the most popular for serious, serious three gun competitors. But that Swarovski one to six, um, the one to eight, I think kind of missed the mark a little bit, but it, that's a hard optic to beat. But I love their glass. I mean, it's great mm-hmm. stuff, but you're looking at twenty four, twenty five hundred dollars Yeah. And listen, in, in, in the time that I've been doing this, I have seen people test very high end optics and they had problems. Yeah. And at the same time, I've seen some low, some lower end stuff do well for under whatever circumstances people were using them in. I think ultimately it comes down to you, but I do believe that there's some kind of sweet spot in there where you get what you pay for and you probably want to go um, a little bit higher end. And then even before I move on to the higher end stuff, the one thing I did learn for sure, do not get cheap mounts. I learned, I learned that one. No. That one. Yeah, no. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've been kind so, of drifting away from the QD mounts. I, you know, and it's nothing wrong with the QD mount, but I, I personally would just rec- recommend getting some more fixed. I, I just feel like I get better, you know, I, I have less issues with it. I mean, I do have a overall quick QD mount that I use, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It takes two seconds of the torque wrench to take it on and off, and, you know, that's mm-hmm. at least what I do. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, okay. It's by my side all the time. I'm actually glad to hear you say that because anybody that's done any long range shooting with me for all these years I've been doing it, they're like, dude, you don't run anything QD. No, I don't. I never have. I mean, even on three gun, all the mounts that I've always used have been the JP mounts. It's got, you know, five screws on the side. I don't want it to move. You know, we're throwing these things. We're not being gentle to these very expensive rifles because ultimately it's about speed, getting rid of it, getting into the Mm -hmm. next transition. Mm -hmm. And so I I don't need that. Now, I I did review one of the, um, oh, help me remember here. It's the one that KB32 has. Kinetic Defense, Kinetic Development. They had one, and I had zero issues with it. I know a lot of agencies are using those uh, Kinetic Defense uh, or Kinetic Development um, mounts on, like, Trijicon MROs. I've seen a lot of those in use. They hold their zero. You can take them off, put them back on. Mm I am just not a personal fan of quick-release mounts. Never have been, and I know there's some good companies out there that do them, but everything I have is fixed. Now, this, that being said, okay, so this spur mount, a lot of guys might say, well, you know, that's 400 and something dollars. I've broken two, okay? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's now, – now, that being said, the U.S. dealer for that uh, that handles all the returns and everything is Mile High Shooting out of, California, or out of Colorado. Super, super good guys. And I'm going to show you something really quick while I cover something else up. But right here on this bar, this one-piece bar right here, what happened was, is it fractures here back. And that happened when I was shooting a match out in Wyoming. Hmm. And that's it. Rifle, it wasn't holding zero. It was done. Um, I'm, since then, I've actually machined some out of titanium so that I don't have to worry about them breaking. Those are aluminum. That's uh, something I thought about taking to market or possibly offering, but it might have just been a bad batch of, of plates. And, you know, some people might say, well, you torqued them too hard. No, I use only the best torque equipment. It was done exactly the way it was supposed to be, and uh, two of them broke in the exact same spot. That kind of tells me it was just something from the factory. Yeah, and so, you got to keep in mind your, you know, uh, Hank. This mm-hmm. this guy here. I mean, we're talking. We're this guy's doing long range matches in New Mexico, and he's humping gear in his mm-hmm. rifle pack mm-hmm. from field course to field course, yep. and it's hitting rocks. 
it's mm-hmm. rolling in the I dirt. I mean, that's the thing. It really comes and down to like how much are you purpose. using it? You know, is, is right. your, is, does your gear stay at your house and very gently get taken out, which like a lot yeah. of my stuff, you know, <laughs> yeah. very nicely, gingerly goes out somewhere to the, or are you like, are you a guy actually using this stuff every day and it's kind of getting tossed around and, and bumping into things? Yeah. Yeah. It's a tool. Yeah. Yeah. See, Razor JB, like I said, he's legit, guys. Uh, in multiple deployments and training for two decades, I've never needed to remove a scope by quick disconnect or any means yeah. for that matter. There you go. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, about the only reason, and this would be worst case scenario, is you've got, let's say, a low power variable optic and you've got irons on there as just in case as a backup and you're scope breaks in half that would be the only reason you need to take well, it off well quickly. i'm gonna argue with razor jb there what if i want to take my <laughs> scope off and put it on my rocket launcher because yeah. you know and i want to like jump out of the helicopter and shoot my rocket launcher at the same time yeah. i might want to use a quick no you know, I hear that argument all the time. Like, I want to take it off this rifle and put on the next rifle. I'm like, what are you going to re-zero it every time you take it off and put it back on? I mean, like, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah. Well, see, the range just commented on that. He says he has quick disconnect so I can move the scope from one rifle to the next. I, and, I, and I see why people would do that, but it's not that hard to remove two half-inch nuts on the side and just put it on the next one because you're going to have to re-zero it anyway. Yeah. So it's like the little bit of time. I mean, maybe if you're out in the field, but I always have a toolkit with me. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm not trying to sell these, but guys, if you don't, if you're in a precision what rifle, if what is you the ever messed, this is the Borka. The torque driver. Oh, okay. Yeah, this right here is an inch pounds torque wrench. So I. Can we see am, what's in there or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Boris Tepper is the owner and inventor of Borka Tools. He invo- invented it in 2009. He's a PhD. The guy is very, very, very knowledgeable. So inside of this, now uh-huh. this is, there's only two of us that have done this video review for this is the new 2020 kit. I'll hold it up in just a second. Mm-hmm. So John McQuay with 8541 Tactical has a combo kit that's available called, uh, it's the, uh, the BKM-JM, and that would be the John McQuay kit. This one is going to be available, and his available in January and this is going to be the uh, BKM RH kit. And I'm going to leave my last name out of it, but that's what the R stands for is Ray. And mm-hmm. my last name is starts with an H. Mm-hmm. So this has an inch-pounds torque wrench that is variable from 10 inch-pounds all the way to 70. Okay. And the difference between my kit and John McQuay's kit is mine is set up for someone that uses Night Force products. So mm-hmm. it has four-inch-pounds precision torque limiters 100 inch pound uh, precision torque limiters and guys these are calibrated they're certified and so if you're a guy that shoots a night force it even has an accuracy international barrel wrench to tighten the barrel remove the barrel if you need to so this kit's kind of tailored for somebody that's into precision rifle shooting Mm -hmm. uh, that uses night force products and ais now can you use it on remixes and everything else of course you can but like let's say for example the cap screws so the zero stop and the cap screws for a night force, these are four inch pounds. You don't want to strip those, but it's important that you get it at four inch pounds. Vortex, like the Razor HD, I think they run eight inch pounds. 
So it's one of those you can order the kit specific to what type of optics you run or whatever. Are you trying to tell me uh, all these inch pounds they put in the instructions I don't bother to read are actual serious (laughs) instructions? Yeah, Yeah, that's the real (laughs) numbers. If you ever watch this man's videos, everything is surgical. I mean, you when it comes to installing the scope, making sure it's pushed forward before you lock down the screws, Uh his. Everything from his rifle to just putting on the the muzzle device is surgical to him taking a shot. And I've always said this too: everything's about consistency. And it's, mm-hmm. whether whether it's you know running the ram uh, on your press and you're setting the headspace, that has to be consistent. It's yeah. when your your cheek well when it hits that yeah. home needs to be consistent. Yeah, true. You know, your eye box, everything, your breathing, your yeah. Your trigger pull, everything boils down to that one word, and it's consistency. Yeah. If Yeah, to be deliberate is really important. I know we're joking around about it. Uh, Razor JB says, I should already have one of these toolkits on my rocket launcher. Uh, Ray, do you know? <laughs> how much is that? How much is that kit? You said that's not out yet, but, uh, but how no, much does a kit like that cost? In January, January. and okay. I know that Sniper's Hide is doing a group buy on the uh, John McQuay kit, and then I'll probably be doing a group buy on this as well, MSRP on this kit. And you really can't buy it from anyone else but Borka with Shooter's Tools. Mm-hmm. And guys, these these have been all over the world. Uh, I have one of the original kits from 2010. And I can tell you, every single sniper that worked with me on my team used that kit. They were always, literally, hey, you got the Borka kit with you? And we were always just going through and checking, make sure everything was good. And that's how I got introduced to it. I didn't know Boris. And then Boris reached out to me about a month ago and said, look, I want to do a kit and we'll just kind of name it after you. And we will do it with the Night Force kind of specific kit. So uh, when we do the group buy, I think it'll give you about 17% off. And so you're going to be looking somewhere about the 260, 280 range, depending okay. on how you Outfit it. There's a whole lot more to this kit than what I showed you. Uh, it has everything from emergency cleaning rods, emergency, uh, and Pro Shop makes those for him. It's it's really well thought out. Um, but anyway, any of the instructional videos, I actually shot those for for Boris and then uh, Sniper's Hide. If you go and look up uh, John McQuay, he's got a really good review of the kit up close. Okay. Are, are you a member on Sniper's Hide there, Ray? I am. I don't post much at all. Uh, do you do shoot work. with Frank then? Or? Nope, nope, I do not. I've met him. Uh, somebody mentioned something here. I just wanted to address it. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone said something. I guess I just need to throw my Wheeler fat wrench away or something like that. Mm-hmm. What you have to understand is, can you reach in that second drawer right there? What you have to understand about inch-pound torque wrenches, uh, there's another kit in there, a Weeha kit. Okay, thanks. Um, okay, so this is a Weeha kit. A lot of people don't even have never even heard of Weeha, mm-hmm. but this um, is actually- listen. I mean, you remember. First of all, you're talking to me. I literally use whatever happens this to be around at the moment. This is what I use. And it's yeah. perfectly fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's the Wheeler, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I got this for thirty-five bucks, and if Correct. you're if you if you're an average weekend warrior, I, I like to call myself a weekend warrior on steroids. This is yep. totally fine. Okay, that is, but what we've got to understand, though, is for somebody that's like me that wants to have everything just perfect, Mm -hmm. is when you talk about springs and spring tension, so what is the range of that wheeler? Is it like 10 to 70? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Let me check. 
Yeah, listen, you know, they, they have a new digital one, too. Yeah, let me just do this real quick, guys. Uh, let me just remind everyone, we have like over 100 people watching us live. Smash the thumbs ups. We're having a really good conversation conversation here, getting some good info, um, you know, about tools and also like why, you know, what the purpose of them is and all that kind of stuff. So I appreciate yeah. it. We've got Ray from X-Ring here, as well as Todd of Elfsters joining us and we have some uh, cool people in the background as well. Sorry, go ahead, uh, Ray. I apologize for that. No, no, you're good. So basically the way that the uh, spring works is I'm sure that wrench is going to be really dead on accurate, probably two, 3% accuracy between 30 and 60. But when you get on the far end of that range, either low or high, the way that a spring works, your accuracy is going to vary a lot okay because mm -hmm. you're at the weakest part of the spring or a full compression of the spring so now you're you're, you're not going to be at two percent i promise it's going to be way off <laughs> so when you get into precision and these are like machine shop tools when you get into precision inch pound torque wrenches you guys see that little window in there yeah okay that mm -hmm. window has the inch pounds on it you actually have to take another tool insert it into here and then dial that inch pounds well, the problem is you have to buy like three of these to cover that range because they understand what's going on with those springs. So you can't find a wrench like this that's truly precise, you know, precise to cover that full range using a spring tensioner. Okay. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about like the PB Swiss tools or any of the digital ones, they kind of work on the same way and you end up having to buy three wrenches to cover 10 to 70 inch pounds. So in your case, I'm sure it's perfect, like, like, or if you're saying, you know, weekend warrior type stuff, but if I know that I'm trying to dial in 12 inch pounds, I want to know I'm 12 inch pounds. Uh, and you're 100% you're right. It, like, once again, it comes back to purpose and, you know, correct. your objective. It really is. Mm -hmm. Correct. Uh, you know, if you're rocking, like he is, a $2,000 Night Force scope, or if you're rocking a $600 PST Gen 1 Vortex scope, it just depends yeah. on what I you're I think also, about. like, where you're at in the game. And what I mean by that is, um, so, like, when you, uh, this is this is what I think. I think when you first start doing this, right? Like you're you're just jumping into the deep end of the pool and you're like buying this gun, that gun, you know, all kinds of stuff because, um, you know, you just became a gun guy. You want everything, right? You know, you want a 1911, you want a rifle, you want this thing, you want that thing, and you're buying stuff. But I think as you've, like, as you've been there for a while and you start realizing some of this stuff, you start specializing or knowing better what you're into. So now let's say you, you, you initially get into long distance. It's the same kind of thing. You do it like, okay, what's the most affordable thing? And you, you, know, you jump in there and do a bunch of stuff. And then eventually you start realizing, oh, I'm going to spend money and get the right rifle, right? Right setup. And I'm going to get the right scope. And then I'm going to get the right tools. And, uh, and then just really take my time. And you don't wind up having a bunch of things. You get really uh, specialized. And, that, and, and this is where I think that kind of uh, situation comes in. Correct. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that right there was the original toolkit that Borka came out with, and Tab Gear did it. The problem is you can't put a lot of extra stuff in here, mm -hmm. and you're limited on what torque ratings you could use. You only had so many because, once again, when we talked about it, you have one side for one set of values and another side for another. Mm -hmm. What he did is he changed it in 2015 to where this was a slider, and so he's retained that. But essentially, in order to cover that full range, we have two different sides, a high torque and a low torque 
which uh, this is actually the high torque. I had to press pretty hard on that. Mm-hmm. And when he was proofing these out, they actually ran over 100,000 actuations on these to show reliability and repeatability. So I'm a big fan of this product. I'm, I'm excited that he's come out with this new one, and that kit does a lot. I know it's a lot of money, but it's just mm-hmm. like Todd said. You know, you get a three, four thousand dollar scope or a five thousand dollar scope. You want to make sure this stuff's right. You don't want to be pinching, you know, bending tubes because. And look, I'm not saying that the wheeler won't do it. I'm just saying there are things that can do it a little more precisely. Yeah, one on earth. I've always, I've always said, buy the best that you can afford. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you, yeah. While we're on this, real quick, some guys are going to ask, or it will come up. Do you use blue Loctite? Mm. On your scope rings. Well, you got to be careful because that plays with your torque adjustments. Correct. So you, you need to so reduce yeah. it by about 20%. That's kind of like the accepted norm in the world is because you're adding lubricity to those threads. So if it calls for 20, you need to drop that down by about 20% so that you don't over torque it at 22 or whatever the case is, depending on you know the threads or whatnot. So, you know, those are things that you should know. You know, Vortex, I talked to those guys personally, and they're like, no, don't use blue Loctite on our rings. Hmm. Yeah. Straight from their engineers. They're like, don't do it. There are times I think. Blue and every Loctite mount's different. Every mount is right. completely different. It's just like the, your barrel on your rifle. Every barrel is completely different. It just, you know, you 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 really got to pay attention to what that manufacturer is recommending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let me just uh, let me let me try to get this in here because I think this is from Razor JB. It's a good comment. Uh, by the way, I, I got to try to get Razor JB to actually come on the show sometime. I don't know if we have to put like a burka on him or what the hell we have to do. Because yeah, you know, I don't think he's I don't think he's a fan of doing anything like that. Um, but he says, uh, I hate to say this, but take money out of the equation and get the most out of your equipment. Get every bit out of it. Starts with mounting, installing, building. Than zeroing and training. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. very true. But like I said, not everyone is can afford, mm-hmm. you know, a two thousand dollars scope. It's just realistic, you know. And mm-hmm. you, you, it kills me every time I, I jump on these forums and you, they always bring out the pores, you know. Oh uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that, that drives me that nuts too. when people yeah. say stuff like that. Yeah, so I, yeah. I get it. Some people they can't afford a two thousand dollar night four scope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just. Buy the best that you can afford. Absolutely. Just go out and exercise your Second Amendment right. Yeah. Get out. Like, start getting the experience. You know, get the, be- get the best and gun. And get those best, kids whatever. and that next generation out there with you. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. So, okay, I'm, I'm just going to switch. This is actually a pretty good topic, but I don't want us to, like, because we were already close to eight. But <laughs> we should probably switch over to something else. Plus, we're going to give away stuff. So I, you know, I think we're gonna have a really good conversation here. I don't want to spend a whole bunch of time giving anything away. Um, Elster, I know you did want. You've got something, and then I've got yeah. some stuff I'm gonna give away. So what do you, what do you got? So I'm a huge fan of American-made products. Uh, I had Grove Tech. They sent me this uh, single-point bungee sling. Uh, I'm a huge fan of American-made products. Like I know most of you guys that watch my channel, you know I'm a huge fan of of PSA. I, I, I like their AKs and their their ARs uh, for your average weekend warrior. You know, guys that can only afford a four hundred, five, six hundred dollar firearm. That's great. You know, just like this with the Grove Tech. It's made in the USA, and um, yeah, it's. It's definitely an so you, awesome you're going to give that away. Um, now I know you said you have a new podcast channel. Uh, tell me what it is. I, I will throw it up here as we're talking. Yeah. Um, so uh, 
if anyone's watching right now, if you're not familiar with my channel, it's Elster's mm -hmm. Rifles and Reloading. Mm -hmm. um, but I just started a whole new channel. It's called Elster's Minute Americans. And I'm going to be, that channel is going to be concentrating more on eventually once I build up the subscriber base uh, of doing pretty much what you're doing here. Uh, Hank is a mm -hmm. backup channel, B-side channel mm -hmm. to my main channel. And um, so I just posted actually a couple uh, videos on there of people fighting for their rights in Virginia. Okay. And God bless those guys. If you're if you're out in Virginia right now, keep on pushing those sanctuary counties and keep on pushing back in regards to protecting your Second Amendment rights out there in Virginia because you guys really are uh, the forefront. I, I really believe you guys are ground zero here in regards to protecting not only your rights as Virginians, but I think that's going to be the starting point here in regards to protecting everybody's rights. And I posted uh, four, I thought was pretty amazing uh, videos on there of people expressing their concerns in, in regards to disagreeing what's going on in that, that, that state. And those individual counties, you know, bleeding off into sanctuary uh, counties in regards to protecting the Second Amendment. And that's kind of what that channel is more about. I It's more of the political side where my Elster's rifles and reloading. It's going to be more about, you know, uh, gun reviews and teaching people how to reload and how how to shoot a rifle long distance and how to use your scope and stuff like that. So. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Since you've got this going, um, I, I'm going to do it this way. For everyone that's watching, so we can get back to the conversation, go to Elfster's Minute Americans, right? And the, the first video I see on there... Uh, let's see. Do you want to pick one of these videos that you want everyone to go and comment on? No, bro, it's just starting. I literally just started yeah. it. And okay. so I, what, what could help me out the most is just to get the subscriber base up. Because yeah. when I obviously if I do a live broadcast and I don't have enough subscribers, uh, yeah. I'm just sitting there talking to myself. So. Yeah. So go in. I, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell everyone to go in and subscribe. I'm throwing it up on the screen real quick here so that everyone can see what I'm doing. And I am gonna go to the video that looks like uh, with the young lady speaking there. And uh, I'm gonna There's go- There's actually a guy on there and it's an amazing video. It's a must watch. It's, okay, he's actually a federal law enforcement uh, officer. Oh, the federal law enforcement one? Okay, yeah, so let's- And he's expressing his concerns in regards to- um, Okay, of, uh, so let's go in there, and I'm going to tell everyone that, that's interested in that holster, go in and um, thank Elfster for, uh, for coming on the, sh on the show, and something like that, on the yeah. podcast, you know, yeah. uh, and I'm going to put in WMMF, uh, hold on, let me type this right, MMMF, and that's going to be my comment, but if you're interested in that, go in there and comment, and then Elfster's is going to go, is going to go there here, and the next time we take a break, and uh, he's gonna give one of you guys that thing, and then also go to go to his YouTube channel. Do you have a video on your YouTube channel that you want people to take a look at? Uh, actually, I just posted one. I did a, a remake, a condensed version of our trip to PSA, the PSA Media Days event. Uh, okay. I did a, a, a condensed version of all three parts. Uh, it's about okay. twenty minutes long, and uh, that's something else where you could post there too. So. Yeah, let me see. Okay, so that's called uh, is uh, that the PSA Palmetto State Armory. No, no, no. What's what's that video? It's the very called? very first one. It's the PSA. It's information on the the PSA uh, PSA five, the AKE. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I see AK that video. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's go actually the, going mm -hmm. pretty pretty viral right now. Actually, it's a really yeah. good video. Okay, so go in there. Same thing, everyone. Go in and make a comment on that. I'm gonna go comment in there myself and and yeah. And say, say and if, if you are looking for information on the PSA uh, a PSA five, the the AKE, the AK seventy four, they're eventually gonna hit here. Most likely, mm -hmm. from what I've been told, right after Shot Show, or at least starting to. Uh, I don't know about the the PSA five, but. You know, there's a lot of good information on there directly from PSA, uh, giving you guys that information. So. Okay, and then this is what I'm going to do for for. So here, here's the thing. Like I've got, here's what I'm giving away. I've got two sets of these. So I got a Franklin Armory hat right there. See that? Check that out. Right. Um, we've also got like uh, we also have a Maxpedition wallet that's going to come along with that, and a patch. This is the uh, S the uh, Keg twelve from Safety Harbor Firearms. So I've got two sets of these. So I'm gonna give one of these to someone that goes on uh, Elster's Rifles and Reloading and comments. And then the other one I'm gonna give to someone that goes on X-Ring's channel. So Ray, is there a video on your channel right now you'd like everyone to take a look at? I think he's uh, hitting the bathroom there. Oh, wait, oh, oh, right at there. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to think of- I don't of, think uh, he does. I, I don't, th I actually talked to yeah. him about it. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. I'm gonna look on his channel since he's not here. Uh, the last video. Just coming he back. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Is he back yet? You back, Ray? No. I'm okay. back. Oh, you are back. Okay. So we're we, we're inviting folks to go over to your channel, X Ring, and check yeah. it out. Is there a particular video on there you'd like folks to go take a look at right now? Uh, the biggest thing I'd like for you to do is if you go on there, the first thing you need to do is go to playlists and depending mm -hmm. on what you're looking for, that's where it's going to be. Cause I have setups for, you know, precision rifle shooting, three gun, mm -hmm. uh, and then that way they can kind of tailor it to what they're looking for. But it's a, it's a good variety of things, everything from machine guns. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's M sixties or Glock 18s. I got a ton of machine gun stuff on there, which really surprised me that they don't get much they don't get many views um so believe it or not precision rifle um videos are the, the most popular ones for my channel okay so do you have a video because here's what i'm going to do i'm going to give away the uh, franklin armory hats and uh, and and i've got two different uh maxpedition wallets and then of course i've got this patch i'm going to give that away to someone that goes to one of your videos and comments do you have a particular video you want to try to get some attention for uh, it's up to you. No, but one of the most beneficial ones would be MOA versus Mill. It's one of my more popular videos. I just it, I literally did it right here, sitting in this chair. Okay, and MOA versus Mill. Best videos. Yep. I, I just got so, doing one of those actually. Yeah, okay. it, it, it's amazing because all these other videos I put out, and that one I'm just sitting in the chair talking about the differences between MOA versus Mill. And Hank, this is something that you would need to know because if you're getting into precision mm -hmm. rifle shooting. Right. And you go to listen whatever manufacturer X of scope, mm -hmm. and they're going to say, "Well, do you want mill or MOA?" And you're going to be like, "Yeah, I don't know. You might know a lot about it, but it'd be one of those. Well, I don't know. What are the differences? This will explain all of that." Okay, so I'm going to invite everyone to go over there, um, you know, and thank Ray for coming on the podcast. Thanks and, for having me. And and make some kind of comment in there, and go ahead and do that now, guys, because what we'll do here is in about a I don't know another twenty something minutes or so, we're actually gonna these guys will go in there and pick a comment from someone, and that's gonna be the person that gets the stuff that awesome. we're giving away. So go check we those just, out. We just I'll pick give you guys whatever comment, comment we like the best, huh? 
Yeah, absolutely. So you yeah. get to do two of them, Elfsters. There you go. Ray, you get, you know, you get to do one, but. You know. All right, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. We'll, we'll make it up to you next time because uh, I, I think we, we definitely have to have you uh, come back in here. Shout out to everyone that's coming in. If you don't know how to, uh, what to do, you've got 20 minutes, ask someone in the chat. <laughs> Basically, you know, you need to go to uh, X to X Rings channel and look at the um, the the what is it Mill versus MOA or MOA yeah, versus Mill? Yeah, yeah MOA like versus Mill video and comment on that. Go to um, Elfster's Rifles and Reloading and uh, comment on that video that I commented on there. And then also check out Elfster's what's your, what's the uh, Minute Americans? Minute Americans. So there you go. Okay, and we'll come back and we'll we'll give stuff out. So. Let's see, what should we talk about next? We talked about the optics a little bit. Yeah, should we talk about the guns? Okay, real quick, because yeah. uh, we never addressed it. Right. The Wilcox Raptor is basically a device yeah. that goes on top of the rifle that is used by a lot of special operations, and basically it is a ballistic solver, and it has a laser in there, and basically once you align your laser to your scope, you can literally pick your rifle up. Hit can you trans- have a picture of that, Hank? Huh? Uh, can bring up a picture of that? You, I, 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 um, I, yeah. Here. Yeah, anyway. I, okay. You hit the button. It lases it, tells you the distance. It tells you the cant on the rifle. It has applied ballistics in it, and it will tell you the drop and what your hold is. It is like cheating, but when you go to these matches and you've got third group, fifth group, Delta guys, and you're competing against them and they have Wilcoxes, you need to have one as well because you cannot compete against that. It, it's just too much yeah. of a time saver. So that's mm-hmm. what it is. And oh, okay. it, it, it's right on top of your scope. And I mean, it is instant. It tells you exactly what your mill adjustment needs to be. And I believe that syncs right up with your applied ballistic solution, right? It does. You can actually sync it in with your Kestrel because what it's not going to be able to do is get you your wind estimates or your wind values. And so you can link it to your Kestrel. And so if you're taking a wind speed at your shooting location, you can get an idea along with other things that you see and evaluate, and it'll it'll link right up. It's amazing the technology. This is the biggest takeaway from tonight's thing is that anyone want to get into long range, it is so easy to do with just apps on your phone now. There's a picture of that Wilcox Raptor right there there if you guys yeah. can see oh, okay can looking device mm-hmm. but literally like just with applied ballistics app or strelock app you can have someone that's never shot before and with their rifle with a decent scope as long as it'll hold you know a minute or so you can have them hitting target seven eight nine hundred yards without any issue literally within a few minutes so when you go out to your matches there ray how many people percentage why would you say are using something like that especially when they're about six thousand dollars okay they are very cross prohibitive uh last year clinton house did in 2018 they did the snipers unknown challenge and me and my shooting partner actually won that shooting against guys that had all these wilcoxes and they're all military groups there's very few civilians that are going to have the wilcox raptors and i don't even know yeah, you can purchase them as a civilian. They make a civilian model um, that is not a military model. Basically, the laser is a little weaker on the IR because of FDA regulations. But, yeah, the military guys are going to have them. Any of your uh, SF guys will have them. Um, you know, when I actually ran a match, a DMM, last year, and I did not allow any laser range finders mounted on the weapons. If you want to yeah. use the handheld, fine. 
but I excluded that because you can't you, you can't knock a, a team out because they don't spend twelve thousand dollars on two Wilcox Raptors. That's not fair. Yeah, and I if if you're just starting out too, and I I've suggested this to people, especially of Apple products, and there's other ballistics solution programs that you can install on your phones. I I personally use the ballistics AE program. Yep. Uh, you know, and I, it's it's only for Apple products. I kind of wish they had it for Android, but they do have other uh, products uh, for different um, phones, whether it's Android or uh, Apple. Uh, but I, I have this one on mine. It's I don't know if you can make it out there, but it's a ballistics AE program. And I don't know if you guys can make that out uh, or not. But yeah, it's not. What's no, it called? But uh, so it's ballistics AE, and it's ballistics you know I AE. think it, okay. it cost me ten bucks I think on the App Store, you know, and it, they have uh, some generic uh, loads that you can put in there, or if you're chronographing, you can get that that feet per second at the muzzle you can import that with your sight height hit one button and it will bring up your barometric pressure humidity temperature you know and if you shoot in extreme long distances you can even get into such things as the Coriolis effect which you know it's typically you're more worried about wind holdovers when you're shooting long range distances like that but it has all that if you're just starting out and you, you can't afford something like a six thousand right. i think i'm throwing it up right now i found it on the app store if you've got the iphone like uh, todd say uh, ballistic advanced something yeah yeah and that, no, that no, kind no, of no. boils back down to purpose and what you can afford you know and it's mm -hmm. just you know it, it you know it's like i said whether you can afford a two thousand dollar night force and a six thousand dollar raptor or just an affordable ballistics program what is that Ten yeah, let's, uh, let's not forget applied ballistics app <laughs> and also strelock s-t-r-e-l-o-k strelock pro is 11.99 and i will tell you for someone just starting out you can do all your ballistic truing it will get the um station pressures from whatever's close to you i mean it's a very powerful app and it's very easy to use but if you're just trying to come up with a, a dope okay. chart for your rifle or whatever, it's another simple one as yeah. well. So okay, I'm I'll, throwing that yeah. one up on the screen yeah. as well. Yeah, and those two are coming up right next to each other. Uh, and and so I also suggest if you want something more in the middle is just get a Kestrel. You know, all those Kestrels come with applied ballistics, and they actually have a, a Bluetooth link up to your phone. And you'd be amazed the amount of information you can get with those Kestrels alone. The applied ballistics Kestrels are pretty yeah. amazing. Now, I swear by those, and I have a couple of those, you know, the 5700 Elites. And yeah. the difference is, Hank, is this right here is not going to get a close station pressure. It's actually going to give you the pressure, the altitude, everything right here where you're at. And literally, you can get all your environmentals, but you can put multiple guns in here so if i want to switch to my six from my six five to my five five six i just pull up that profile and it's going to be there now, now this all being said there's one caveat to this i'm old school i learned this way you need to keep a book oh no uh, you gotta write stuff <laughs> yeah. uh, well, tell me please tell me there's no math involved uh, electronics fail and they fail all the time <laughs> and you don't want to have all your knowledge and everything uh -huh. uh, that's relying on a battery. So oh, these you're going to see, these are charts for layouts, for sketches, and, and you can see all these notes in here. Mm -hmm. You need to have a data book. Tactical Taylor makes these. You can buy the uh, the books here, but see, those that's the serial number for my AI. Uh -huh. And it has so what does that what does that book cost and what does like a Kestrel yeah. run you as well? 
Uh, like see, a rough, you know, you can give us a that's, rough price of yeah, it. Yeah, they have low and high end cholesterol, oh. so it just depends. Oh, okay. Yeah, five to six hundred dollars, and then in that I keep all of my basically dope cards. Yep. And what we do with these is, let's say, Hank, let's say you and I were shooting, and I had this card, and this mounts on my rifle, or I'll give one to my shooting partner, and I will have my holds in here or my dope. Mm-hmm. With these pens, you can actually write on it, and it will not come off. It is part of this card. These will not come off unless you use alcohol. Mm. So they're rainproof, they're waterproof. You actually have armbands where you can put them right here so you can look at them. I don't like to change my focus. I like to just look up, mm-hmm. and then I've got you know a data card there at the end of the rifle. But it's a lot of pre-planning, but you really need it on paper. That is your Bible for that rifle. And you understand, Hank, the, his blood, sweat, and tears from his load development, reloads, chronographing, what barrel that goes with, the, yep. the scope. Wait, and that's that for that you, you, is for that specific dope uh, car. Wow. So that's for so that whole book is for one Hours. rifle. Hours of work. Yeah. Okay, on one rifle. Just just telling you about one rifle that you have. Yeah, because every rifle with this particular up. cartridge has its own particular trajectory, mm-hmm. and it's gonna. He's gonna have different mill adjustments at. You know, he'll have his dope card for three, four. You know, all the way up to whatever he's shooting. It'll tell him exactly if he can range it or he's got a spotter saying it's at 600 he can look at his dope card it'll tell him exactly he needs to adjust for 600 yards you know if it's minutes of angles probably going to be around 13 minutes or if it's mills i don't know what four four mills or whatever how far i 600 yards roughly so yeah like i said you know it depends on the rifle in in my head depending on how familiar you are with a certain platform you know that old saying, fear the guy with one rifle because he's going to know it in and out. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy that has 50 precision rifles, I could care less because he's going to have to pull out dope cards and everything because he's not going to remember what he's going to be spraying. He's gonna be, if it's me, yeah, exactly. I'm going to be spraying and praying, basically. Right. And there's so much to it. And, you know, there's one comment that Armament and Axes make, and he said, but it won't tell you what's going on downrange wind. And he's exactly right. And that's why I said what I said. You've got to look, use your spotting scope, look for mirage, look yeah. for trees, look for any indicators. And it's a lot harder than people realize, especially when you go out west and there's very little foliage mm-hmm. and you're shooting through a valley or something. And, you know, you might feel it here and you got a full value at 10 miles an hour. But down there, it's the complete opposite direction at 20 miles an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you got to know how to use. And th- those are things that are going to be hard to see with a lower end optic. That quality of glass is going to make that mirage completely different. Like we uh, always say there, Hank, uh, gravity is the constant, wind is the variable. So, you know, and things with wind, you know, you can have a wind uh, a wind right at your muzzle and can be completely different where the target is. Or if you're shooting very long distances with that arc, you know, and that arc is 15, 20 feet above the ground, it's going to be a completely different wind factor at yep. the, 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 the top of that arc value. And... There's so many variables that come into it. It's insane. But, you know, reading reading that wind, playing with your side focus, you know, adjusting in and out and looking at the mirage, seeing how it's boiling off the ground, you can kind of get an idea uh, what different um, wind holdovers you need to have, whether it's 300 yards or if it's 1,200 yards, you can have completely different uh, wind cross patterns. Yeah, listen, for some people out there listening to all this, they might say, wow, this just sounds like 
you know, a lot of stuff. It's it's a, it's a lot to absorb. But uh, and I'm no I'm you know nowhere close to you guys, right? But I I found that when I'm shooting long distance and stuff like that, the t- the times that yeah. I've done it, it's very relaxing, unwinding. It's kind of you know it's a very cathartic kind of thing to do. Is that the reason why you guys do this, or you just love cramming all this <laughs> different info in your brains? I think uh, it's, a scientific, it's a scientific thing for me. I don't know mm-hmm. about you, Ray, but I love it. I mean, it's like, like it, it, it goes all the way from my reloads, pulling that brass out, you know, making sure that powders drop just right, you know, double checking uh, my seating depth and seeing how much of a jump I have uh, yeah. from my lands, uh, playing with barrel harmonics, uh, you know, and then you're, t- you're testing that out with load development and ladder tests and, yeah. You know, and that's, it's either you love it or you absolutely hate it. I've never met anyone in the middle, <laughs> and it, that's just the way it is. Before these comments go away, let me answer a couple of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody said, what's your favorite bag for building position in PRS? Uh, let me let be let me let this be clear. I do not shoot PRS. Uh, it is not what I do. I do a lot of Elio Mill sniper matches, team matches. But to answer the question about bags... I have everything from Armageddon gear to Weebad to um, Sandsock gear. It depends on what I'm doing, okay? Because if I'm doing something where I'm moving and I'm moving very quickly over a long distance, I don't need an Armageddon gear game changer bag that weighs four pounds. You know, I want to be as light and as mobile as I can, and I don't want to be running around with a 48-pound or a 50-pound pack when I've got a freaking 20-pound rifle, you know? So... It's all going to factor in. Now, thanks, Danny Young. I appreciate you watching. He commented on here. Uh, let's see. There was somebody else that asked a question. Oh, Seriolus. Okay, so now I'm seeing a lot of guys talking about spin drift and Seriolus and all that. The biggest thing I can tell you is try to get up with somebody. If you go out shooting, that is a spotter. You need a spotter. Okay, unless you're shooting something like a six millimeter or, you know, a six dasher or something like that you're going to lose sight of that target probably. If you have a good spotter with a good spotting scope behind you, and it doesn't have to be something crazy like a loophole Mark IV, you can use a Bushnell or whatever, if they can spot your trace, they're going to be able to give you the wind calls and where you're at. So you're not just burning through a ton of ammo and having really no idea of where it's going. It's so shoot first, correction second, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, I mean, if you've got a good spotter, your second round's going to impact. I mean, that's just the way it is. And, you know, I've got traces everything. Rick is just now getting in the long range. And his idea was he's like, dude, you need to do a video on how to be a spotter. Mm. You know, that would be a great video. Yeah. Your best shooter is going to be the spotter because he's going to be able to tell you your exact wind calls and all of that. But it's really tough to go out there by yourself looking through your optic, trying to hit long range targets. Now, with regards to spin drift. So, Hank, you might or might not know this, but depending on if you've got a left to right or right to left um, twist rate in your or twist in your barrel, once that bullet leaves, it is going to spin in the direction of that twist once mm-hmm. it gets to a certain distance. Okay, a low mm-hmm. low pressure drag. Correct. So, if it's let's say a left to right twist or right hand twist, you know it depends on the caliber, but it will start drifting in that direction a lot of people say oh the wind's blowing left or right well no that's your spin drift that's coming in all of these apps that we talked about will account for that as far as seriolus a lot of guys throw that around you know you know talking about curvature of the earth 
very few people that are even watching this channel, including myself, are going to be shooting at those distances. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not totally concerned about that. They're yeah, more I concerned mean, about when. Yeah, exactly. Because if we're shooting, you know, a mile or we're shooting two thousand yards, yeah, it might come in just a little bit, but we're not doing these two mile king of the two mile or three mile shots. That's you know, I know his question was very specific, but it depends on what you're shooting. You know, when you fire it here, the earth is turned just a little bit. You, it depends yeah. on where you're at in the earth, too. Uh, the, the, do, earth, do, the, earth, the earth is spinning at 1,000 miles an hour. Yep. And to explain it to you better, Hank, in regards to the show's effect, is, you know, the earth is spinning at 1,000 miles an hour, and you take that shot— and really, this only boils down to if it's a super extreme ranges. And some of these guys nowadays are shooting up to three miles. Uh, yep. They have this scope mount that is almost ridiculous that can't the the scope in regards to the bullet's uh, path or, or trajectory. That it's really when it comes to that, you really don't have to be concerned so much. You more get more got to be concerned about in regards to wind and wind holdovers. Yeah. Um, now, like the, he, was, he, was, he was saying it's more about your spotter and keeping an eye on that bullet trace and him making the correct calls for it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And Dudabai says flat earthers, flat earthers do not adjust for Coriolis <clears throat> effect. So there you yeah, and, go. So and if, then you, David, if you don't believe in it, then it won't affect you anyway. Yeah, David had a good <laughs> question. He goes, how do you calculate at what, round, at what range your rounds go transonic? We'll see all of these apps will usually yep. do that when you're doing the correction and they'll usually go into the red zone, you know, and that's that's when they're going from supersonic to transonic to subsonic. And they'll tell you now you probably want a chronograph instead of just using using the data values that are printed by Hornady or Federal or whoever. But that'll take care of that. And then Gun Doctor TV says he used to be a sharpshooter for his police department SRT, and they didn't shoot past 100 yards a whole bunch. And that is absolutely true. You know, most of your sniper engagements for law enforcement are well inside of 100 yards, usually somewhere around 70 yards or so. I think the average was like 72 yards. Go ahead, uh, Todd. Oh, go ahead. I'm just trying to follow up on what you're trying to say in regards to going uh, transonic. Yeah. So police snipers are completely different than military snipers. Uh, police snipers are going to train really, really tight shots. I mean, literally 100 yards are qual course mostly. They've got to shoot and hold everything inside of one-inch circle or a, approximately a one-inch circle. One MOA would be like 1.04 inches. But they're looking for something in that T-box that's going to stop a hostage situation instantly, like a... Turning a light switch off. Yeah, yeah. Immediate they, lights look, out. They can't. They can't take the risk. Um, correct. I, I hear that same thing when it comes to even the SWAT team guys um, that are doing the more close-up stuff. Um, that and then we've had that conversation, and some people get mad about it. Where like those guys are, their their stuff needs to be zeroed at like 10, 11, 12 yards. Believe it or not, well, you, because the they're thing so is, close is up. most people understand is most sniper shots are less than hundred yards. Correct. And that's, yeah. that's like 70 something <laughs> yards. Now, like military, like if you know any guys or hang out with guys that were, you know, Marine Corps scout snipers, guys that have really been in country and have stacked people, they do not do headshots. They're not looking for T boxes. I mean, literally, it's just one center mass. That's it. That's all, that's all you're looking for. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's a huge difference. Now, in some of these matches, especially if they vet and they don't allow, I mean, police are civilians, but if they don't allow someone outside of the LEO or military community to complete, compete in it, there are huge differences between the two types of snipers. 
I mean, huge. Anything precision-oriented, usually the police snipers are going to clean house. Anything that has distance, unless the officer is taking it upon himself to get that long-distance training, they're going to get their clock cleaned. It's just the nature of the business. There's a huge disparity between the two. Yeah. yeah. Okay, very good point. Uh, Before go we move on, I just want to make a point here, too, is, mm-hmm. you know, I always get this question, which should I get, Angle or Mills? And I don't know if Ray agrees with me here, but if you go to most of these matches, most of these guys are using mill-based scopes. And uh, I would, what would you say, 80 90% of these people at these matches, are, especially with someone spotting, and they're going to be calling these out in mill adjustments. Yep. And, you know, everyone's kind of afraid to get a mill-based scope with a mill-based reticle. And once you truly understand the method to the madness between a minute of angle, for example, has a one-quarter minute of adjustments or a mill base that has one-tenth adjustments, there really is no difference between the two. It's just a different way of looking at it. Correct. Yeah, and you're just making angular adjustments at the turret that transposes to different measurements at range. That's, okay. And, but if you, if you are about to make that scope purchase, I personally keep a collection of both minute of angle and mill based scopes to keep me fresh on both of them. But more times than not, and I'm sure Ray has seen this out at these uh, matches, you're mostly going to see mill based scopes. But now, if you go to an F class series, you know, those guys are mostly rocking second focal plane, uh, minute of angle, fine reticles. They're usually a max magnification. It's just, once again, it all boils down to purpose. You keep yeah. on coming back to that word purpose and consistency. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree with you if you're getting started in it, because it took me about two years to transition my MOA stuff to where I only have mills now. I'm very accomplished in both methods. And you've got to know the formulas. They're all different for both methods. You know, if you're trying to do wind formulas, one is going to be solved for MOA. The other one's going to solve for mills. If you're going to do range estimation, you got to use different constants. And I go into this in the mill versus MOA and some other ones. But pick one and stick with it. And if, if I had to just tell, let's say I told Rick today, you know, he's getting ready to get into it. Matter of fact, I'll tell you the truth. He just bought two. And you can't handle the truth. They are mill mill, and it makes sense now. But a lot of people will stay away from it, saying, "Well, we don't use the metric system here. Forget all of that." That has go, nothing to do mill, with the metric it's system. It's easier, um, and more of the people are going to speak the same language. Yeah, and okay. I, I actually literally just got done doing this. I don't know if I can even get this in the picture, but I just got doing a video series on how to use a minute of angle. Or a mill-based. Man, you made um, charts. I made yeah, charts, did. and these are life, two life-size charts of what one minute of angle wow. at a thousand yards is, and what one <laughs> mill adjustment awesome. at a thousand yards is. And I have a video on my channel showing you how to do that, mm-hmm. and how how to understand it, and how to apply that out in the field. And if if you are not sure of what minute of angle or mill is, or if I should get one or the other, or second focal plane versus first focal plane, check out that video series. It's on my channel. So. Okay, cool. Listen, I'm going to ask everyone out there. We've got like 100 people watching right now. Please smash the thumbs ups, okay? We appreciate that. We're going to give away some stuff right now. Uh, let me see. Who should I start with? Since you're going twice, Elfsters, we're going to start with you. Do you want to go to your channel, to that video? Um, I know someone was asking me to like put out all the – I did throw up the links in the, uh, in the chat. Um, but you know, I mean, I'm kind of like a one man show 
here right All now. Right. So it's a little difficult. But you guys have three chances here tonight of winning. Right. I'm not picking anyone, so there's no favoritism or anything like that going on. Okay, All right, so, so I'm I'm going to, rather than going back and forth, I'm just going to pick one right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick Elster's Rifles and Reloading, and I'm going to go right to that uh, PSA, um, if I can find it here. Just give me a second. Yeah, Sorry. Sure, sure. Hopefully you guys have gone in there and gotten your comments and stuff like that in. You probably just have to go to, like, the latest comments or something, the newest first. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to throw that up on the screen for anyone who wants to see it. See, he's he's going in here. There's several people who went in and figured it out, and they put in comments. Thanks to everyone who did that. And uh, by the way, Elster, this is going to be for the uh, this is going to be for the first hat here. And this has like the 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 green the green Maxpedition. Oh no no no, not that. You'll give that away last. You'll give that away last. You'll give you. Is, is he even? Are you listening to me? Talk. Yeah, I'm trying to find someone. I'm waiting yeah, for put the put up. the uh, put your thing down. We're giving away we're giving away the hat and the and the oh, okay. uh, the hat and the wallet and the patch right now. We're giving this one the green one away. So go ahead and pick someone in there, and that'll be the person. All right. Um, do you want me to go right now? Yep. Uh, yep. I'm gonna pick uh, Rocky Mountain Bear. It says Hank Strange sent me here. Good stuff. Awesome. Okay. Congratulations, Rocky Mountain Bear. You get the hat. You need to get in touch with us so Lola, um, you know, so that Lola can get that sent out to you. Congratulations on uh, on that. I'm just put, I'm just making a comment in there on it here real quick. All right, congratulations to uh, Rocky Mountain Bear on that. Right um, there, you go. All right, and then let's see. Do do you are you ready to do one, Ray? We'll go into your video. Yes, sir. Um, and I want to tell everyone I really appreciate you guys commenting on the video. Uh, but because this is the first time I've ever been on your show, Hank, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Captain Shark that said, great to see you on Hank's show because I really appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, Todd, for recommending it. This is the first podcast I've ever done, ever. Awesome. Yeah. So, so this is a new experience for me. And well, I'm glad you came on, buddy. Yeah, I, uh, I'm honored, man, that I'm the first podcast. There you go. And there's lots of folks out here that are that are huge, you know, huge fans, and they're and they're very happy. So who was it that you went with? Uh, Captain Shark, S C H A R K. Captain Shark. Um, okay, I, I think we gave away something to Captain Shark, but uh, okay, I think, I think he I think he got something. So you know, I don't want to I don't want to come down too hard on Captain Shark there. To be honest with you, but we gave him something I think this week already. So it'll be I think it'll be a little bit better if we gave it to someone who didn't win anything. So, okay, then how yeah, about apo- apologies to Captain Shark? This one's just a funny one. Ray <laughs> likes Mill Mill, then I like Mill Mill. We'll just go Rocky Mountain Bear. Huh? No, you can't choose Rocky Mountain Bear. Todd just chose him. Oh, Okay, you know what? Just, yeah, exactly. Let, let, right, let the boss here. <laughs> this is funny. Yeah. All right. Richard Rasnick. There you go. Okay, Richard Rasnick. Okay, awesome. Congratulations to Richard Rasnick. You the man. All right. Wait, yeah, listen, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to make sure we spread this out here to, to, uh, 
to folks that haven't gotten anything. Because I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but what we're doing every day that we're on in December, we're trying to give away something to these great folks who come in here and have so much interaction and all that. People always tell me that uh, we have like a like, high level like of interaction. Hank socialism right here. Yeah, exactly. That's the reason why that's the reason why I do this show so I can actually connect with people. I try to bring cool dudes like you guys in and I try to like answer questions and just really interacting and give people a voice. So what we're trying to do here is thank all those folks who do come in here and um, and and interact with us. So um, yeah. congratulations. You yeah. Guys. So, you know, congratulations to him. Uh, once again, sorry to Captain Sharky, but, you know, you already won something cool. So I'm pretty. I think he won like a holster from Andrew's custom leather or something. Harry's holster. Oh, Harry's holster. Yeah, there you go. I mean, so okay. So everyone got something awesome. We still have one more thing to give away, Todd. So you want to do that right now, so we could just get into the. Um, let's see. So now that thing is going to be on your. That's going to be on your podcast one, which I got to find again. Uh, that's going to be Elfsters. Met Minute Americans. Minute, yeah, minute Americans. So uh, let's get this. I can spell right. Um, all right, here we hey. go. So are you on that video? Are you on the I, channel? Yeah, my phone's being slow right now. Sorry. Okay, so I think the video you were talking about is a federal law enforcement guy. Yeah. That particular video. Let me sort it by... Uh, newest comments and i see once again there's a bunch of different comments in there thanks to everyone who jumped in please don't choose rocky mountain bear <laughs> or captain yeah. sharky you know or <laughs> let's uh yeah let's go through there and pick someone else all right here we go so um and this is for the this is for the slang So, Sojus, S-H-O-J-U-S. Uh, I don't see that on here, but okay. Is that someone who just, is that, what did, what did they say? Did they? Uh, uh, first to say thanks for coming on, on the show. All right, awesome. So, what was 33, the? Uh, 33 minutes ago, so it's S-H-O-J-U-S. I, I suppose oh, I could have picked someone Shogis. with a, okay. Awesome. I suppose okay. I could have picked someone with a pronounced name. No, I found it. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna tell him to hit up to hit you up to get that. Are we showing so they, off pistols or what's going yeah, on? Yeah, let's here? uh yeah, there's a little bit there's some there's a little bit of gunplay going on. Nothing wrong with that. Some <laughs> guns getting thrown up in the here, let's see. All right, so what do you have? What do you have there, Todd? So this would be the uh, Ruger SR1911. So inexpensive. I think you can usually get these for 700 bucks. Mm -hmm. uh, 45 ACP, good old 1911. Uh, very nice. You know, I've had this for some time. It's awesome pistol. All right, very cool. What about you? What do you guys, uh, Ray? This is not an inexpensive pistol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it doesn't look like that. Infinity. <laughs> and if you guys are not familiar with Infinity, this is a Strayer Voigt Infinity. These take about 15 months to have built, and they'll run about six grand. This is in 40 cal. It is a full-on double-stack 2011, and wow. I love the Infinity. They're great pistols. But if you act right now. <laughs> <laughs> that looks, yeah, I like that. Hey. 
Hey, Ray, did, didn't you say you were giving one of these away or something? Oh, no, no. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I did review this. I've competed with this one for about a year and a half. This is a pistol by Shea Akai with Akai Customs. I like this. this. Chambered in 9mm. It's a full um, flat dark earth DLC finish, so mm -hmm. there's no Cerakote here or anything else. And it's a double stack 2011 9mm, and it's about 6000 Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. like that. Yeah. <laughs> and some change. Very nice. Okay, so since we're showing guns real quick, I'm going to go with a 22, a Ruger. Oh, there we go. Takedown. You know, yes, I take your, your Ruger takedown. You know, <laughs> if I can actually get it on here, right? Hold on. Oh, I think I got it. Do I have to lock this back? Oh, wait a second. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back to you guys until I figure this. Until I Because I'm doing something wrong with this. Okay. Oh, there we go. I got it. Okay, boom. And what I did with this was I put a hog I put this hog stock on it, like the thumb nice. the thumb hole. Hogue Looking stock. nice. So yeah, there you go. And is that, is that it has California this, uh, compliant. I can't remember the name of this company, but the, uh, here in the uh, you know this is like a side charging mechanism oh, cool. that comes on yeah. this if you want to. What was the name, Boo? Orca. Orca. Oh, Orca. Orca. There you go. Okay. See, Lola remembered. Yeah, all you need is a three thousand dollar scope to put on that thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you need a nice that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, like what? What exactly? <laughs> yeah, what's the best? What's the most expensive twenty-two scope in existence? I don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Yeah, I'm trying to. Is is there one like in the twenty-two? In the twenty-two field, is there like a twenty-two specific? Really. Uh, well, there's a lot of guys that would throw a night force on something like that. I've oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, a rimfire precision rifle series is coming on like nobody's business, and they're taking 22s and they're taking targets at five to seven hundred yeah. yards now with a 22 long rifle. And that's crazy. Really? I, yeah, I just yep. I just got done doing a video on my wow. 22 at 300 yards, and I think it took. Uh, 51 minutes of angle at 300 yards or something like that. Yeah. So. I think someone told me that there's um, there's some competitions out there for 22. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're, you're literally lobbing little dinky bullets at that point. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, to be able to shoot those, they have the mounts and the company. It might be MOA precision or MOA something, but you can mm -hmm. dial 300 minutes of angle into the base on top of what the scope can dial mm. because – Will reach at five, six, and seven hundred yards. There's not going to be enough internal adjustment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. like the equivalency of shooting a six point five Creamer past a mile. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, and he's exactly right. Because like shooting this AI at a mile, even with this night force, I've dialed every bit of elevation I can into it, and I'm having to hold in the reticle. Oh. On a mile, depending on the day, I'm going to be running around 23, 24 mils, yeah. and that's that I'm going to be able to get in the, the scope itself. Oh. Uh, the PRC, I did put a 40-minute of angle base on it for that reason. And, you know, like we went to that PSA event, uh, Hank, when we mm -hmm. shot that mile with that PSA 6.5 cream or a mile. Right. Uh, they, I believe it took uh, 80. And that was at the Clinton house, right, that uh, yep. Ray was talking about? Right? Yep. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I think that took 81 minutes of angle, and we had the scope maxed out, and we were doing uh, a complete holdover on a reticle. Yeah. Uh, they actually should have had a 20 minute of angle built in AR mount personally, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, we were literally at the bottom of that reticle, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, it was. But you know, the guy who you know, I just want to show this off. I know it was purely uh, coincidental, 
But are you gonna? Man, <laughs> you know, I'm not missing. I keep this on my desk, man. So I could show up, you know, I mean, I know. Ray probably doesn't think. What was the name of that Marine that was there um, at the camp? about Mike Sexton. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, good, that's a good dude. I've yeah. got those points. <laughs> yeah. Once a Marine, always a Marine, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's put a hole through it. I, uh, I think my numbers beat yours, though, don't they? Hank? No, uh, no, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. Your number definitely doesn't. What's your I think number? I'm two or one or something like don't that. Don't lie. Now you're just now you're just making up stuff. I think mine is like 19 or something. Hey Ray, do you shoot at the Clinton House Plantation all the time, especially when you're training guys? Or um, I don't train anyone there. I usually do that somewhere else because that kind of uh, interferes with Mike and his training. Uh, we've had the discussion. I get along with Mike really well. I was the match director last year. I did run a, a national level three-gun match out there and then also a dmm i don't know if i'll be doing that any longer just because i live a long ways from there and just mm -hmm. the logistics behind driving that long working all day setting up stages and coming back doing it multiple times that just didn't really work out but mm -hmm. i do go there occasionally but there are a ton of long-range places starting to open up all around me now there's um uh it's it's VOD, Virtue of Defense. It's an old fort. They have 700 yards, and then there's another facility just outside of Burnsville. They're supposed to have 1,000 yards next week. So mm -hmm. just all around western North Carolina, we're starting to see all these long-range facilities pop up. Oh, okay, cool. Hank, you, you really got to check out Ray's one video. I think it's uh, you're, you're, you're in New Mexico, I think. It's a long-range match where you're yes, hoping sir. from, from, from uh, what, course field to course field? Uh, those were competition dynamics match uh, matches. That's run by um, Zach Smith or uh, Zach. He I mean, field the, course, the field course or whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's one of the owners of Thunder Beast Arm Suppressors, and mm -hmm. they run an unbelievably well organized match. And they do a bunch of different variations. You can do team matches, individual matches. Uh, some of them you're going to be covering a lot of distance, and other ones you won't. But like, what's ever, the max mileage that you're covering there? Uh, I think one of them you cover like from field course to field. I think, course. I'm thinking it's like 13 miles over a couple days or so, but it's all in desert. Well, well, actually, the, the one match that we did that one at was at the Blue Star Range, which is the one that John Paul with JP Rifles owns. Yeah. Hmm. So he was out there, got to meet those guys, but a lot of high elevation stuff or uh, you know high angle shooting. It was it was pretty cool. Really enjoyed it. What and calibers? Your, your your buddy had to back out or something like that, didn't he? Or? Uh, yeah, he had a medical emergency happen at the house, and he had to leave. Um, and so they allowed me to finish on my own. I just had to take misses on all of his target engagements. And that's when that Wilcox shined. It was <laughs> unbelievable. But even at that match with 40-something teams, I still finished 20th uh, after he, I lost him and shot by myself. So that was a great match. If you ever have a chance to shoot a CD match, you need to do it. Hmm. What calibers are you shooting? Um... I have pretty much just switched over everything to 6.5 Creedmoor. Hmm. I do not shoot 308 any longer. Okay. I, you know, I cut my teeth on 308s. I love them, and I know they're capable, but the 6.5 just seems to do it. Uh, we do that in 5.56. So if some of the team matches, you have to have a primary and a secondary. A lot of times the primary will shoot like a 5.56 or something else. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's like 50 BMG for the old fogies now? <laughs> yeah, the that's yeah. inaccurate, round <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much the same yeah. here. I, I 
I got two 6.5 Creamores. I, I, I do keep a couple 308s around mostly because I like to reload super cheap Lake City brass. You know, I buy Lake City brass, you know, 7.62 by 51 Lake City brass by the thousand for 80 bucks. And it's stupid cheap to reload. And it's a very durable brass casing. But uh, like he says, I, I, I pretty much shoot 6.5 Creedmoor myself. But, you know, there's a bunch of other cartridges out there. 6.5 by 47, uh, you know, 6 BRs are, are very, very accurate. You know, it just depends on the yardage that you're shooting at. Yeah, I'm assuming you guys aren't, like, chasing every new round that comes out, right? Because you're getting so dug in on these rounds. Well, like, right? You know, it's like his data books. It's like you start with a new cartridge. you got to completely start back over from scratch. Mm -hmm. And it, mm -hmm. it, it, it takes – it's not something you just scratch down on a book. You know, it takes an insane amount of hours in regards to load development, you know, and and every barrel is different. You can have a hundred of the same rifles on a rack from the same manufacturer, and each one of those will shoot completely different. And mm -hmm. each one has their own different barrel harmonics. Uh, one will like to shoot a particular uh, bullet better than the next. You know, I've had guys where they'll shoot uh, a fire, their firearm, man, they're like, it doesn't shoot for crap, Elster. And I'm like, just try a different bullet. Go, you know, go from the 140 Amax to a 142 Sear Match King Boattail Hollow Point. And instantly, right out of the gate, it's the groups went from two inches to one inches. And then we play around with his barrel harmonics in regards to powder drops, bullet jumps. Uh, even you can get really detail with regards to neck tension if you want to play with neck sizing dies only rather than full length resizing you know there's so many aspects that come into this and it all bleeds down into that data book that he showed you mm -hmm. so then you guys are doing all are you doing your own reloading or are you buying factory ammo it's mostly reloads i it it i have my guns like these two here that i showed in the beginning you know these are cheap wolf steel case ammunition that i don't have to reload for and i love these because of that that point you know 7.62 by 39 is probably the worst round known the man regards to accuracy <laughs> but i can buy a thousand rounds of that mm -hmm. off brown owls a thousand rounds ship for 185 dollars 18 cents a round you know on the other hand when i'm doing precision reloads the bullet alone we're not talking case primer powder the bullet alone is costing more than 18 cents around, more than the entire cartridge. And, and then I got to invest all that time into low development. So, mm -hmm. you know, it just, it's, it's whether you like it or not. And I haven't met anyone really in the middle. It's either you love precision, low development, all that comes together, or, you know, just buy the factory ammunition and enjoy yourself out the range. Mm -hmm. What about you with that, Ray? You're also doing, um, you're um, also reloading or? I have never really covered that on the channel because when I started the channel, I started reading the policies for YouTube and this, that, and mm -hmm. the other. And they're like, oh, you can't do manufacturing of ammunition or reloading, this, mm -hmm. that, and the other. Mm -hmm. So I've always stayed away from it. And I had someone else ask that, or right here, um, Simpson Road Larry does Ray Reload. And I don't really show this that often. I want to just do a quick view. Oh, awesome. There's a whole bunch of Dillons oh. over there, like a whole bunch. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and you know, as far as precision rifle reloading, I mean, I, you know, I saw you've got the RCBS Charge Master, and I've got a couple of those over here, but I actually use diamond scales uh, like some of the other, you know, the Praetoriuses and all that, where you're literally, it's measuring 
yeah. little kernel. To the kernel. Yeah. Like a Prometheus. Like, you know, you can buy this Prometheus that costs an insane amount. You almost got to get it on loan. It's so expensive. Correct. So I actually, and I, I cannot say who I'm doing this for, but there is a bullet that's in development right now. I do a lot of R&D for different companies. Uh, but there's a bullet that was coming out that's supposed to change the market. Okay, it's a really unique bullet. There was a little bit of a buzz about it. But when I was doing some of these loads, I mean, when I'm reloading like that, now that's not what I want to do when I shoot at a three gun match, but I can get, you know, standard deviations down to two, you know, but it, that's not necessary. So as far as reloading, I don't do a whole lot of reloading now because I do have some really good sponsors. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Defender Ammunition. I've been with those guys for a long time. They've always provided my ammunition for me, but I don't rely on them for precision rifle ammo. And a lot of military and sniper competitions or military and police sniper competitions in the past, you weren't allowed to shoot hand-loaded ammo. It had to be like, you know, mm -hmm. sort of some like, you know, like 118 LR or we're shooting, you know, factory loaded ammo and they'll actually go and inspect it. So in that case, hand loading is not going to help you. So you just got to find something that's, that's, that yep. works well in your, in your equipment. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, so, I've been so, down the rabbit hole. So in, in, in that case, um, cause I, I've seen some, some guys say this to me in that case, are you looking for specific lots? You know, are you trying to like, so like in the production of that ammo from that company, are you, yep. do, you know, do you get a whole bunch of that in because it's going to, you know, the way it's manufactured and all that's going to be very similar. Yeah. I'm going to give a big shout out to Hornady, uh, especially with the ELD match. I think they make a great bullet. I don't know of, in my equipment, I don't know anybody else that's, that's really doing a bullet that you can buy. I know people will talk about Prime and this, that, and the other. Hornady has really helped me along the way, uh, but when I order it, I order it literally a lot of cases that will last me a while. They're all the same lot number. I order the same way from Black Hills as well. Um, I mean, those, those guys help me out tremendously. You use Prime uh, at all there? I have not, but I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. So it's mm -hmm. really, really good. Thanks for the link there, Armament Axes. I mean, uh, Chrissy and and Haywood with Defender, those guys that's veteran-owned, it is a great – I mean, like, they're 9mm, they're 5.56, five, that's great ammunition. But uh, to answer your question, I don't reload as much anymore, but I do know all the ins and outs of it, at least what's been taught to me over the years, and it works well. But, like, Rick, he had a rifle, and we – developed a load for it and it shoots it's lights magical. out and he's like it's magical i'm like yeah if you want to take the time mm -hmm. it'll do better than buying this box ammo but you've got to dedicate the time and the energy and the prep to do all of this i mean i got you know i watched a lot of your stuff todd and you know i've got the annealers and everything else i can't even remember the name of the machine what is that thing over there <laughs> annealies so, and so who's using those machines then who's using it is rick using it or i'm sure rick's got his own machine it's it's one of the bench source units and it's oh, okay I, I mean it's it's high quality stuff but i i just i haven't had a need to use it here lately because you know it's, it's all about time like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but yeah i do have some guys that will come over and say hey can i reload 100 rounds i'm like yeah come on you know how to use the equipment uh but these are close close friends that uh, i've known for a long time Mm -hmm. Are you just holding on to it for the apocalypse or something like that? You know, oh, of course. <laughs> absolutely. You, you know, you never know. I mean, the thing is, is I always keep some put aside, and it's nice to be able to to make the ammo when you want to. But if it's if if you're in a situation where it is being provided for you, then that's what you need to shoot because that's what the sponsors are giving you. Yeah. Uh, I try not to ever take advantage of any of the sponsors or anything like that. You know, I'm not out here selling it out of the back of my truck. I'm using it mm -hmm. and you know, that was something new for me is you got to 
give them credit on social media. And I was never a big social media person. And, you know, if you get done with a match, hey, big thanks to so-and-so, so-and-so. It's like NASCAR. You know, you're changing your hats the whole time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, but it, that's, it helps, man. Look, I'll tell you from my point of view, like, you know, what, what I do is a little bit more rough and rough and, uh, rough and wild, uh, you know, so far as YouTube. But it, it helps. That's like a big thing to have someone behind you with the ammo because I think that's where a lot of money gets spent, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it, it really touch and base with that, uh, your, your YouTube channel and reloading. And I, mm -hmm. I don't know if I should mention this now, but I, at least my reloading, I break it in the segment. So I, I break it into, uh, organizing brass and, and depriming part one, part two, you know, uh, cleaning the brass, swaging the brass part two, you know, I break it into sections. So it's, I'm not physically showing you from start to finish how to reload a cartridge, but okay. I have sections, you know, and I have mm -hmm. actually check out my playlist area on my channel. I have my ultimate reloading series and I have literally dumped all of my knowledge into that playlist, everything I know. And it's actually on Sniper's Hide. If you go on the reloading section there, it's pinned. Um, if you're starting out, that's a great source of information. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that from even what Ray was saying, like the playlists are the place that you really want people to go to, right? Because yeah. you got it organized. Um, and then one of the things I would say, you know, with YouTube, it's such a weird, it's like a weird thing going on, you know? Um, in a way, they, they're, they're coming down on us and doing all kinds of weird things. And it's I find it really tough to figure out exactly what they want. Well, I, 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 I find it almost got... random. Oh, I got a good. theory what's going to happen here soon, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but this mm -hmm. new COPA law that, from the FTC, they're really breaking down on these uh, child channels. You know, you have to you have to designate your channel as being appropriate or not appropriate for children. And if you're designating your channel as not being appropriate for children, children you're not going to get it monetized and like you and i both know hank they're not going to broadcast mm -hmm. that content and i got a gut feeling and i've kind of seen it already in my channel i just a, a guess and a theory here but i think our content is gonna come back a little bit they mm -hmm. got to get some type of resource they got to mm -hmm. get some advertising there somehow and all these channels that were based on chip for children they're they're now designating themselves as not they they have to say it's not appropriate or it is appropriate and if it is you got to make sure it's designated because that the FTC will find these channels I think it's forty seven thousand dollars it's a mm -hmm. huge fine and I, I think some of that is hopefully going to come back to our channel because we are appropriate obviously for adults so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I actually, uh, an interesting thing that's happening tomorrow with me is I have a, like a, uh, I have scheduled a conversation with YouTube about this podcast channel. And I have this podcast channel for 18 and over, you know, yeah. but it's, it's interesting that they, um, you know, that they got in touch with me and they're like, yeah, we want to talk to you about this whole live thing. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Uh, yeah, they they emailed they emailed me, um, and they said, "Yeah, we want to talk to you." So I don't know if that's good, 
bad, but someone's going to talk to me tomorrow. Well, you have to let yeah. me know because I'll yeah. see with my other channel. <laughs> I'm gonna need to yeah, I, I'm interested <laughs> to see where they're, you know, where they're coming uh, with with that whole thing myself. And I think ultimately here, all the stuff that's going to happen, it's probably going to get us all as an industry, community, whatever we are to figure these things out better for our own kind of like ecosystem, right? I know no one wanted to do that before because YouTube and all the other social medias are the big ecosystem. But I think the truth here is that this is a pretty, I don't know, maybe on YouTube it's not a big section. Like when you look at communities on YouTube, maybe it's not that big. But I think we are still kind of like a really big thing here. I mean, what, you know, we're talking about a lot of Americans that are interested in some way in what I do, what you do, what Ray does, you know, somewhere floating around in that hemisphere. So I think even though the future looks a little bit scary, I think at the end of it, it's kind of going to push us, you know, to make some moves that maybe we should have made a long time ago. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, this whole what COPA, COPA thing, whatever you want to call from the mm -hmm. FTC, you know, it's 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 a council of people that weren't voted into that placement of authority. It's kind of like the ATF and kind of like what they're talking about right now too, somewhat restricting the ATF with this new bill that they're trying to pass. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it really needs to come down to the people and getting the representatives to pass those laws and not a group of people. And that's mm -hmm. the part that bugs me about it. But yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, we've got probably like, I don't know, three, five minutes here. I don't know if either one of you, Ray, do you see some other questions you want to take here? Um, I know there's a lot of, like someone was asking about some reloading advice. I don't know if we... Uh, well, someone said, what's my my choice of carry? Oh, okay, and, good one. Uh, yeah, I think I covered this on an EDC thing because somebody said you need to do one and... Mm. So nine millimeter pistol. I'm usually going to have a Glock 19 or a Sig 365. Okay. Uh, and then rifle caliber is going to be six five Creedmoor or five five six, depending on the application. Okay. How's the 365 working out? Like how um, how many rounds do you feel like you've put through it? Or how long have you had it? What's your feelings on it? Okay, so I bought a post-October 2019 pistol because mm -hmm. I knew there were a lot of issues with firing pin breakages and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, here lately with some of the SIG's offerings, I, I just didn't have a lot of confidence in it. It's not like an old 226 or something like that. So I purchased one. I did not even carry it until it had over 1,000 rounds on it, I believe. I had zero issues, zero malfunctions, and that pistol, I think, just broke about 2,500 rounds mm. Um, it's a great pistol. I have no problems trusting that. I picked up one of the 15 round mags because somebody said, you need to have one as a spare. And I do not recommend the 15 round mags. I've, hmm. I've spoken to someone else because I had a problem with one. And once it gets about five rounds out of it, and you got about 10 rounds left that, that on mine, the follower tilted and it locked the whole magazine up. And then I talked to another buddy and his did the same thing. So I have no faith in that that long magazine uh who's making that long magazine is that um is that a sig magazine a branded product oh. and i don't know if it's you know mega or who but it's oh okay it, it says sig on the box but who hmm. knows who's yeah probably they're not making it i don't think a lot of those guys make their own magazines uh, i wouldn't think so either yeah uh interesting okay Hey, um, before we uh, had all here too, yeah. I don't know if Coda Boy Thirty Two is still watching, but mm -hmm. a huge fan of his channel. Uh, I love watching his channel, and that's kind of got how I got on Ray's channel. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you guys are good friends, but if there's a possibility, man, I think we should do this again and get get old quarter boy 32 in here all four of us together and yeah let's see if we can lock him down let's see if we can lock him down lock down his uh his schedule i'll be happy to do that Uh, i'll be happy to have either you know uh happy to have you come back on todd happy to have you ray you know rick we should get watch your six back on in here at some point you know he's kind of like i've got it i've got you full seat there he goes he's there yeah. <laughs> Someone call my name. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it would be great to have you guys back on. I think it was a great show. Before we before we wrap up here, here's what we should do. If any if folks want to follow you, Ray, what's your preferred uh social medias or ways for people to follow you, contact you, and then while Rick is there too, let have have him uh, have a go at it. Okay, so if, on social media right now I'm not really doing anything on Facebook for other reasons. Uh but Instagram, I do some. I'm just now starting to get into the social media stuff, but it's the X Ring Channel. And then the easiest way to get in touch with me is the X Ring Channel at gmail.com. You can find that on the YouTube. And then that's pretty much it for social media if you need to get in touch with me. Oh, okay. All right. What about you, Rick? Comment. Yeah. He does a good job of that. Yeah. Uh, my channel is Is Your Six Covered? Been around for a while. Got him talked into it. Got actually got little Coda Boy talked into doing some three guns, so now he's addicted. Oh, to that. what? <laughs> so he, he blames good, that on me as well. Good as man, him. good man. But he's the one that got me into that. So mm-hmm. uh, I Keep don't know. Push going there, Coda Boy. Thirty-two. All the funny stuff. He's very technical and very like teacher oriented, helping people. If you want to see the funny stuff that he does, you got to go over to my channel. Oh, wow. <laughs> like you guys climbing ropes together. <laughs> Six cover. Check it out. Hopefully you guys get over there. I call you guys family members, subscribers, family members. So mm-hmm. absolutely, Just supporters, go. absolutely. Supporters. Yeah. So what about you, uh, Todd? How can the folks out there? How can they follow you, man? How can they? What's your? So preferred? I'm uh, pretty much across all platforms: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, yeah, obviously YouTube, and that goes for both my main channel, Elster's Rifles and Reloading, uh, and I also have all that for my new channel, Elster's Minute Americans. Uh, the best way to get a hold of me, if you need to get a hold of me right away, it would be on Facebook, on my Facebook page, Elster's Rifles and Reloading. Um, I actually had a huge following on there, and Facebook uh, actually deleted my entire Facebook page for absolutely no reason whatsoever. It was attacked. It was a concerted effort. Hmm. Mr. Guns and Gear and I were both attacked at the same time. Wow. And for some reason, mine ended up getting taken down for no reason whatsoever. Even though they said it, they made a mistake. Was so this recently? Off, was this recently? Yes. This was probably about uh, right before the PSA event. Oh, okay. And so I had to start over from scratch. I mean, I had almost 4,000 uh, subscribers or followers are on Facebook and I literally had to start from scratch. I have it built back up to about 1600 <laughs> on Facebook. Um, but yeah, that's the best way to get a hold of me. If you need to hold me right away is uh, Facebook messenger. So, all right, cool. All right. I want to thank everyone for coming on. By the way, if I didn't say it, the other person, the one that hat is getting a gray Maxpedition uh, wallet. So, uh, I can't even. I don't remember who that is, but we'll get we'll get everything sorted out here. I want to thank everyone for coming on. I want to thank X Ring. Uh, uh, is your six covered as well as Elf Elfter's yeah. rifles? Looks and like uh, Coda Boy Thirty Two already committed to your. Uh, yeah, shout out so. to Coda Boy. I don't know if he got. <laughs> hopefully, he got to wherever he's getting to at this point. 
You're locked um, in, buddy. Too late yeah, now. it would be great to ha- it would be great to have him uh, uh, here on the show. Uh, it was great having you guys. I really, you know, I think this was a great conversation, man. The time went fast, so we got we have to do this again here at um, some point. I don't know if that's going to be before or after Shot Show. Who's going to Shot Show, by the way? You guys going? Not going? I'm going. You're going. I will probably be going. <laughs> All right, so we definitely need to uh, link up uh, out there. So yeah, thanks to everyone out there. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I'm not. I have no idea who's going to be on tomorrow. So figure that out sometime. Uh, let me drop. Let me drop the end on everyone here. Boom. All right, make sure that you guys subscribe, thumbs up, leave your comments and stuff like that here. Thanks to my guests. Make sure you guys go follow them. Ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We'll be back tomorrow. We are out of here. Any last words, guys? Anyone got last words? I got to just say one thing real quick. I got to give a shout out to Defender Ammo, Microtech Defense Industries, Cobalt Kinetics, Armors Locker, and Worker Tools. Those guys help support me quite a bit, and I do appreciate you having me on the channel, Hank. It was a pleasure. Thanks for recommending me, Todd. You bet. Nice to finally meet you, and freedom's never free. Teach that next generation the Second Amendment and its its importance. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so thanks a lot to everyone out there. It was great having you guys as well. We'll see you next time. We'll see you tomorrow. We're out of here. Peace. See ya.